Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, everybody. Welcome into the show. It's week number three of the NFL, and it's all important because we got a couple of teams that are already 0-2 out on the season, and that is not good for those teams. The reason why that's not good for those teams right now, I'm going to tell you, is because when you go 0-2, according to the percentages, and I just picked this up, okay, because according to the percentages, your opportunity of making the playoff diminished down to 11%. Now, that is a huge drop, and there's a lot of teams out there. Um, 11% ain't going to cut the mustard. Um and whether that's good or bad or indifferent, that is a problem. So, of course, that being said, there's a lot of things that teams got to do in order, obviously, to improve, to get to a better state on where they are and to try to start making moves to become part of the playoffs. Now, will it happen? That's going to be the question. I don't know. I doubt there's some teams that are 0-2 that I doubt it, but there are some some teams that are also 0-2 right now that are in a lot of trouble that you could say should be playoff bound. I, I don't know. All I know is, is that there are teams that I thought were going to be much better and in a better position to get things done, and they haven't been able to get it done. So, I, I love this Facebook Live thing. You know, it just messes everything up, and I, you know, I, I just can't seem to get it to work all the time. I'm almost thinking about abandoning the idea because it's that. Well, not not only that, you just don't want to see my ugly mug on the darn thing. Um, let's see here. There we go. Live. I think we're all. All right, we're going to try that again over on the Facebook side. Facebook side. So, all set and ready to go. There we go. All right, so, ready to rock and roll here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Cuervo will be joining us here in just a moment. Now, Week number two didn't see a lot of success for Sonny Clark. And uh, Brian Tarvin, good to see you, my friend. Week number two wasn't very good for Sonny, not very good for Cuervo, and also not very good for uh, Brian Tarvin. Well, Brian had a great day. Uh, he went 10-6 and six on the week. 
and Cuervo and I went nine and seven. Um, the sun, the Monday games kind of did Tarvin in a little bit, but uh, we're now already starting out well this week as all of us were on Tennessee and Tennessee dropped the ball at home. So Tennessee dropping the ball at home, Jacksonville, you know, gets this rookie quarterback um, that, you know, is not playing the worst in the NFL. Not, definitely not the best, uh, but not the worst. So they're going to live and die by that. I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of things that are talked about as far as who should be quarterbacking, who should be not, and, and things of that sort. There's a lot of quarterback issues in the NFL this week and for ever how long, especially if you're a team like Steelers where Big Ben is no longer the starting quarterback because of injury down for the year. So – what do teams do? Well, they start stra- uh, scrambling. Good to see Rodney James. Buffalo Creek doors on floor. Thanks for joining us. Um, but a lot of teams got scramble right now. Good, bad, or indifferent. Scramble is what you want to do, but there's some teams that are going to do it. So how Pittsburgh's going to go for the rest of the year? Good question because Big Ben's gone. So, Lots of things that we're going to cover here on the Couch Potato Sports Show Monday night. We'll probably spend some time on Monday night's game because the Chicago Bears are taking on the Washington Redskins, and, of course, that's uh, Cuervo's team. So he'll be joining us here in a couple of minutes uh, here in the the switchboard, and we'll get it all set. But the the look at week number three, again, teams 0-2, you know, 11% chance of getting into the playoffs, and that's not good for the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers have a lot of problems as well. Dave, good to see you, my friend. Bobby Horn, former WWE wrestler and tag team champion. Good to see you, my friend. So what what are teams going to do? Well, some of them are going to ride it. Some of them are going to try to figure it out. Some of them are going to go ahead and are they tanking? Are the Miami Dolphins tanking? Kind of same seems like they are. The way they're losing football games, sad, sad, sad. A lot of things going on in the NFL, especially as far as news. So what we're going to do, let, we're going to take a look at some of the news before we get Cuervo in here and then before we go into our first break. You know, obviously, the big news, Antonio Brown being uh, released by the Patriots. Guy's going to get his money. Not bad for one game, $9 million. He's going to get his money. He's not going to get it all in one hit. He's going to get some like soon, and then another part, another four, uh, four million in January. So that 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 is huge. So there's some also some other moves out there for the Detroit Lions. Wide receiver Marvin Hall is now back from the practice squad. They're going to bring him up. They released Chris Lacey to make room for him. So that is huge. Huge news in Carolina. No Cam Newton. Big surprise. They're talking ankle. I'm telling you, shoulder. It's just the excuse they can use and they can prove ankle. But that that's probably more out there. Now, Jacksonville's got a situation with Jalen Ramsey. 
And that is huge. And according to the owners of, well, the reports saying the owners of the Jaguars are willing to make Ramsey the highest paid cornerback in the league if he stays, obviously, in Jacksonville. Right now, that does nothing to be a lot of love with Ramsey and the head coach, Doug Marone. And that is not good. So look out for that as well. Buffalo Bills will be without running back Devin uh, Singletary. How's that going to affect them as they go into a game that they should win against Cincinnati? I don't know. Will Cincinnati be able to bounce back after a bad week last week? Now, also, news a little bit earlier this week, Bill Belichick leaves the podium after too many Antonio Brown questions. Listen, this is simple. He doesn't talk about things that are too controversial. He makes you look stupid when you ask stupid questions when he's at the podium, and he just leaves. I don't blame him. It's real simple. He's not on the football team anymore, and Bill Belichick's not going to give you any more than that. In fact, I even think when you're talking Bill Belichick, press conferences are useless and they're a waste of time, but it's an NFL obligation or he gets fined. That's the reason why he shows up. Now, back to Miami a little bit. Are they tanking? I don't know, but they're going to be starting Josh Rosen at the quarterback position today. And Josh Rosen was the guy that was one of the top three quarterback uh, quarterbacks coming in the draft not more than two years ago. They, this here is a very simple thing when I look at it. Josh Rosen hasn't even had the opportunity to shine. He didn't have a great year last year. He's a rookie quarterback. What are you expecting? 11, 11 and 10 and 6? Come on. It's a rookie quarterback. You then bring in a coach that has absolutely no idea how to coach the traditional quarterback position. So you go ahead again, get a quarterback in the first round, bring in a new coach, and you kick a, a number one quarterback to the curb kick him over to Miami, and now Miami, who's not dedicated to winning, are going to throw this poor guy to the wolves. This is a horrible, horrible situation for Josh Rosen, and I think it sucks because I think he could be a good football player somewhere else. It's definitely not going to happen in Miami, especially – I don't know if tanking is the right word. They're just not a good football team. They don't have a good coach. There's a lot of problems going there. So look out for that. Uh, Drew Brees, he's going to be out at least six weeks, broken hand. That That is not good for Saint fans who were looking for them to go ahead. By the way, we were. I was watching uh, NFL Red Zone at the beginning of the show, and they had uh, – some on-the-field on uh, pyrotech uh, going off on the side at the Titans game. I thought it was interesting. And they hardly even talked about it. I thought it was kind of cool to see it. So, um, now, that having been said, in New Orleans, back to that because of Drew Brees, 
starts my boy Teddy Bridgewater, and I hope he's able to be somewhat successful because this guy could be starting in the NFL. This guy goes to the mad injury where he kept him out a year and a half, and then all of a sudden this guy can't be a quarterback, and he was leading the Vikings into the playoffs. Who knows what would have happened? It's unfortunate for him. Richie Incognito back with the Raiders this week after his suspension. And Eli Manning. Eli Manning not going to be the starting quarterback this week. Does that change your pick as they take on Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay? Huge question. I don't know. Depends on how you feel about the Rook. I'm not a Rook fan, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll be talking about that game here today. So, now, all that being said leads us into where we're at. It's the Couch Potato Sports Show. We are about ready to go ahead and jump into these games, and we, we have to because time tells us to. So since time is telling us to, we're going to go ahead and do that. We're going to hop in, take our first break of the night or the day, and then we're going to get back into it as we'll look at Porcho. You're listening to that being said. We'll be back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your rally at Eagles letting you know about Liberty Air and Heat. Everybody knows what the Texas Heat can do your air conditioning and heating systems. That's why you need the experts that deliver the best and most honest service in the Rowlett area. We provide the high quality air conditioning and heating services that keep you more comfortable when you need it. We strive to always meet and exceed customers' expectations, competency, and accountability, as well as satisfaction. So contact Liberty Air and Heat at 469-678-9444 or visit them on the web at libertyairandheat.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals. 
and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. and take it for a ride, check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110. Sunday morning tradition that that is being said. All right. Now, guys, we're going to kick into it. We'll talk a little bit about the game that happened on Thursday, which is no nothing big, okay? Tennessee Titans, not really a consistent football team. The Jacksonville Jaguars, my team, they suck, okay? They just do. And, and the rookie quarterback, Minshew, 20 of 30, 204 yards, two touchdowns. Most of that took place right at the beginning of the game. Tennessee was awful. I mean, when you're when you're the Tennessee Titans, you've got to be better than this, especially your quarterback position. And they weren't even close, guys. They weren't even close. And I will tell you right now, this is a football team that is not very good. And they look Oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. Absolutely, Chuck, Chuck, they were terrible. 
Jacksonville was not much better, but they got the lucky win. Yeah, I said it, lucky. They were lucky to get out of there, get that victory, because if Tennessee played up to any kind of potential that they supposedly had, they should have won that football game. I'm not the only one that thinks that. Cuervo was on Tennessee, and so was Charmin. So our guys were on it too, so it wasn't just me. I just don't trust the Jacksonville Jaguars to win any games, never mind a team where they should be competitive right in there, you know, a game that puts the division online, and they just no-show. My Jacksonville Jaguars stink it up, and they're, they're just not good. And that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. They got to get better. Jacksonville, I don't know. Those two teams are not in good shape as far as AFC South is concerned. So I don't know how much we can really look at them and say, "Yep, they're going to be they're going to be contenders." I don't see it. That also being said, let's get into the first game that we have on Can't wait to wear those games, and you'll get in. We'll get his opinion about it. The Kansas City Chiefs are at home. They're 2-0. Going against Baltimore, who's 2-0. Is there anybody falling for the Baltimore Ravens? Well, I'm not falling for them, but the rest of the AFC North, good God, it's bad. You know, Pittsburgh in bad shape. No Ben Roethlisberger. Cleveland's Cleveland. People are buying on them. They're sitting there in prime time tonight. I'm not buying the Cleveland Browns. Are you buying the Cleveland Browns? But then you have the Baltimore Ravens in this and the Cincinnati Bengals, who Cincinnati is in action this week. Can they get a So right now they're the cream of the crop of the AFC North. And, and it's almost embarrassing to be talking about the AFC North not being as good as they normally are. I mean, you're talking Big Ben, you're talking Steelers. Normally, story franchise right up there in the standings and looking like they could make the playoffs each and every year. Cincinnati, I don't know. I'm a Texas guy. I, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I am a TCU fan. And Andy Dalton has just been stinking it up ever since he walked in there. And he's not consistent. He's not the guy. And the Browns are the Browns. So right now, Baltimore is the cream of the crop, and if you're going to believe them, I'm going to tell you right now, they get to come to Jesus in Kansas City today. Yeah, it's Sunday, so I got to talk about my man Jesus, Jesus. But I'm telling you right now, they're going to get that come to Jesus today. Because Kansas City Chiefs are going to skull drag the Baltimore Ravens today. It's it's going to be ugly. And, and, it's, and here's have to do very much to, in order to do it. Patrick Mahomes has been the talk of the NFL on the offseason, and he's just continuing on now. And I didn't want to believe it, but this guy's not falling into any sophomore slump so far because it's going to be interesting. Now, the Chiefs hung Jacksonville and Oakland, and they are on the 2-0 and run right now. But I think what's going to happen here is, is that you're going to see Lamar Jackson have a look into what 
he could be looking at later on down the road when it comes to playoffs. So, I don't know. My only worry about the Kansas City Chiefs is not Patrick Mahomes. It's not anything out on the football field as far as the play of the team. Mine's about Andy Reid and whether or not he can get this team to where they need to be, which is the Super Bowl. I don't know if Andy Reid's got that capability. And when they hired him, I was all for it. I thought it was a pretty good plan. But here is where the talent out on the football field will probably and maybe override the coaching. Now, I know when I say I don't feel good about Andy Reid, I know how dumb of a statement that sounds. Believe me, I'm not um, blind to the fact that when I say I don't trust Andy Reid, that I might be in the minority on this. But I don't trust Andy Reid. So this all has to happen out on the football field. It's got to be about getting guys to make plays. And right now Kansas City is doing it. And, you know, Baltimore just not falling for the hype. And that's all Baltimore is. And, and that's all Lamar Jackson is, is hype. So add more to it. No hill, collarbone injury. Chiefs are uh, without their left tackle, Eric Fisher, as he went uh, underwent uh, a muscle surgery earlier this week. They might be out with Williams and LaShawn McCoy, have all been hobbled with some small injuries. I don't think that's going to matter. Because Patrick Mahomes is the real deal, guys. I hate to admit it, because I don't want to admit it, but and, but here, but slow down on the Tom Brady talk. He's better than Tom Brady, you know, through his career and everything else. That's just slow down on that. But man, oh man, and the Kansas City Chiefs, they got it. And, and here's what's going to happen: if the Kansas City Chiefs ever get a real number one wide receiver, <laughs> teams are going to be in trouble in the, the division. And I really did not think that we would see the bounce back that we saw here. I really don't. So, but you look at the Ravens. Now, I, 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 praise, the, I praise the Ravens. So, let, or the uh, Chiefs. So, let's, you know, look at the Ravens. It, it, hey, say whatever you want about Lamar Jackson. I, I'm not a believer, but they're 2-0. Now, granted, they play against the Miami football team. If you want to fall for that love in week number one, go ahead. You can do so. And, I, you know, I don't know if I'd blame me or not. But really simple, you have a tight end in, in Mark Andrews that leads the team with 16 catches, has a pair of 100-yard games already up underneath his belt. And this is a football team that needs to utilize that position, the tight end, and they're doing it. But running, running your routes, this guy's right there. Also, the kicker, even though he's 37 years old and people are all over him, this guy has been doing a hell of a job over there. Now, that's my problem with Baltimore. If this was any other team, I might even take the stretch and pick Baltimore today. But we're talking about a kicker being a big part of their team. And I don't know how much I love of that. 
having that, having that there? I don't know. Jeremy, good to see you, my friend. I'm not going to fall. I'm not falling for Lamar Jackson. Okay? I'm not falling for the second coming of Lamar Jackson. I'm beginning to fall for the Patrick Mahomes. He might be the second coming of Tom Brady in the younger version and the younger brain. We'll just see how his career goes. Let's just stop that he's going to be the best of all time. Just slow down on that. But he's going to be a very, very good quarterback for many years to come. And Kansas City, they better do two things. Number one, they better start drafting some people he can uh, depend on to protect him. And then they need to get a wide receiver, a real number one wide receiver. And then that team even gets more and more killer. So I'm I I I don't have enough Baltimore love. So I'm on Kansas City this week. I don't think that's a stretch. By the way, it's not one of those surprise picks at all. But it's there, and that's where I'm going. So, um, and again, when Cuervo calls in, we'll get his uh, predictions on this week. I'm not sure where he is. He hasn't answered. He's in the military. Sometimes he does pick up and go, and we don't know where he may go. So that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. We'll get on to the next game that's up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. They are 2-0. And the Cincinnati Bengals 0-2. The new regime has not been there. This is a football team in, in Cincinnati that's missing A.J. Green big time. And Andy Dalton right now, you you can sit there and see what's going on. And uh, you think about the preseason game when the Bengals traveled over there and how he got ovations for blowing it. So, you know, the NFL fans, they're, they're unforgiving, but also love the fact that Cincinnati couldn't win a game and then Buffalo gets into the playoffs. Pretty sad. But they, he gets the applause from it from the Buffalo fans. Now, Cincinnati back there. Now, 2-0 and Buffalo. This is another football team that I put in the same category as the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not falling for it. But they are still 2-0. and See, the difference between 0-2 and 2-0 and is that percentage of making the playoffs when you start 0-2. Now, you can get on the hot streak, do the – row and you can slide up underneath that one and ten. But since the Bengals are not Carolina Panthers that were able to do it not once but twice. So you have that. Now looking at this game, two and oh Buffalo is at home. I want Buffalo to be a good football team. I really do. But I don't know if they can be. So now, Buffalo's on the roll right now with two road wins, by the way, and they go home. So normally, if the Buffalo Bills are looking at their schedule and what they're doing, if you can get one win out on the road and then go home on the third game, you're there at 500, you're in good shape. Buffalo's in really good shape going home at 2-0. and So now you look at all these things as far as the football team is concerned. Are they capable of getting the win? Well, Thinking about this, okay, the Buffalo defense has only allowed 22 points. 
not including an interception return for a touchdown and a safety in the 17-16 season win over the Jets. So, the defense is tight there. I've always said that the Buffalo Bills defense is tight there. They would have been good. And the name is slipping my mind, but the Arizona quarter, uh, defensive coordinator that went to the Jets should have went to Buffalo, and Buffalo would be in real good shape moving into the playoffs right now. But they're not. They're still getting to that place where they could be. I got Brian Tarvin's picks, and well, I'll talk about those when we get to them. So now, the Bengals 0-2 still trying to find their identity, I guess you can say. No, they know their identity. It's just not there. The identity is absent. When you don't have a number one as, a, you know, A.J. Green is, it just kills your football team. It changes the morale of your football team because that guy is the superstar stud. It's not Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has to depend on him more so than the other way around. So, now, when you look at the Bengals, 21 a bad football team, guys. I told everybody I think they're going to win the NFC West. And I, I don't know. I might be right. And if I didn't say win, they came in second. I got some prediction. I just got to flip back in there. But they're going to be first or second in that division. So, and then, and then just a skull drag, as my friend Tarvin says, 41-17 to San Francisco last week. So, now, well, that loss will either make you really good the next week or really bad because the film doesn't lie. And if those defensive coordinators get a hold of that film in Buffalo and tear them apart, it's going to be there. So the film doesn't lie. So right now, Dalton actually leads the NFL with 61 completions right now, and it's second with 729 passes, uh, yard passes, and uh, but there's no running game. Why that is, I don't know. There's also injuries on the offensive line that are big one, and and, and Williams, the, the the rookie, torn labrum and off-season workouts killed this team. Corey Glenn, former Bill, missed the first two games with the concussion that he got in a preseason game. And then the third-string tackle, Andre Smith, grind injury. So Cincinnati right now has got some work to do. They're not capable of beating the Buffalo Bills. And, again, the Buffalo Bills are not, let me just say that again, are not anything to write home to Mama about. By the way, McKendrick Harper, in my days, in my, you know, I might need to be drug tested. I picked the, Buffalo, the, the Broncos to win that division. I know. Should have been, been Kansas City. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I love that. I love the new coach. That having been said, back to the game that had. Running back Joe Mixon, uh, right now, he posted a pit, you know, he posted that thing on Twitter, apologizing to his fans. He says, I promise I'll be better. You better. 1.8 yards of carry. Ain't going to get it done in the NFL. So there's a lot of things that need to happen there for Joe Mixon if you're a Cincinnati uh, Bengal fan, which, by the way, I'm not. 
But I actually had them high in the rankings in the AFC North, but with no A.J. Green, just tears that prediction up. This is a football team that needs that number one quarterback. It'll change the whole morale of that football team, and right now they're not going to get it. So, I don't know. If, if you want to go ahead and, and, and fall in love with the Buffalo Bills, think that they're the next coming, that's fine. They're going to be 0-3 after this week. At least in my opinion, I think they're going to be 0-3. And, and I'm going to find out from Tarvin, you know, Tarvin put in his, uh, yep, he's on the Bills as well. So two of the three of the people that pick on this one are on the Buffalo Bills. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not falling for Baltimore. I'm just not going to do it. And I'm not falling for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Baltimore is not going to win today, but Buffalo will be winning today, which is interesting in the AFC East. You actually have a team that's, you know, starting close to what the Patriots are starting, you know, you know, it is Sunday, so we got to have to come to Jesus. It's going to happen soon. To come to, to, come to Jesus is going to happen too, soon for for Buffalo. And that's when they get it. And so that being said, I'm on the Buffalo Bills this week. And we'll see how they do. Now on to a game. Listen, I think you're going to the Facebook page. Talk to you right now. The Denver Broncos are... Sorry, I'm not falling for that either. That is a mirage of a defense, okay? And, and and what I wanted to happen last week, and it didn't, which really hurts my feelings. The Green Bay Packers were at home taking on Minnesota, and they beat Minnesota. But that's quarterback issue up there. I, I really, you know. But listen, I'm... I'm I have not lost faith in Joe Flacco. I don't know why. I should be, I should be on jumping. I should, I should be doing a pirouette off the bandwagon of Joe Flacco. I just don't have it in me. Guy's got a Super Bowl ring. Guy, you know, it was a stud at one time. So I'm not falling for the fact that he is completely washed out. I'm not going to do it. I like the coaching staff that's up there in Buffalo with the emphasis on defense. And if this offense could come out and figure out how to get some points up on the board, find that chemistry, that running game could be brutal to defenses if they can figure it out. I love Nick Fangio. I love this guy that's been there, even though it's 0-2. But here's the thing, through two games – Denver hasn't had a turnover or recorded a sack. And that is Fangio's guy, you know, main folk. Get to the quarterback. Make the quarterbacks make bad decisions. Now, you're not going to make Aaron Rodgers make bad decisions. He's just going to do it trying to make a play. And he usually does that when he's under stress. And the only time that – and this is the game that I'm looking at. This is my crazy pick here to to see an upset. Okay, it's not. Okay, I almost had you bought on that. I, I just, you know, seeing what Green Bay did to Minnesota, 
and I'm not going to pick right now Minnesota, uh, the Denver Broncos to beat Minnesota right now, even with their quarterback position. It'd be close. In Green Bay at home, now, my, my prediction that Green Bay would stink this year is completely gone. You know, when I said that, I don't think I don't think Green Bay is going to make the playoffs. Um, that was maybe a stupid uh, statement playoffs. at the time. Don't talk about yeah, I playoffs. Know. You kidding I, me? I know. Playoffs? Yeah. But I, I will tell you, it's a very interesting situation up in Green Bay being two and zero. They're going to be three and zero after this, and I hate the fact that they are, because I my prediction is completely. <laughs> Turned around. But lots of things in this game. Aaron Rodgers, uh, third straight week right now, is going to have to figure out how the Denver's defense is going to have to start piling up the sacks and they're going to go after them. I want to pull out the upset here, but I just can't do it with Aaron Rodgers and the fact that it's Green Bay and Denver is not quite there. And unfortunately, for my prediction on how well they're going to play this year, um, they're going to have to go on a run because they're not going to get that victory here today. So Vangio usually plays Aaron Rodgers pretty well with the, with the Bears. Seven times as the Bears' defensive coordinator from 2015 to 2018, Fangio went 2-5 in those matchups. One and four. So as good as you might have thought that he might have been doing against this football team, it's not. It's because of Aaron Rodgers. Right now, I don't think there's any reason to think Aaron Rodgers is not healthy. As much as that, you know, shoulder injury that he has from carrying this team for many years might be might be an issue. It's not going to be there. So, so what's going to happen? What's the difference? Okay, the Broncos held Rodgers to seven seven yards. In the previous time that they met. Okay. But that's because they were getting after the quarterback. In the first two games, the Broncos had not been able to get that pressure there. So, that also being said, only three defenders who started for the Broncos against the Packers are still on that team. That would be Von Miller, Derek Wolf, and Chris Harris Jr. Those are the only three that are left from that team that played them. Oh, yes, and Emmanuel Sanders, by the way. Just popped in my head. So, running back Aaron Jones, 116 yards, touchdown, career high 23 carries in the Packers win last week against the Vikings. So, now they're trying to take the stress off of Aaron Rodgers' shoulders and trying to put it in somebody else. So, if they didn't start trying to get that running game in, I probably – I might take the pick. But they are getting the running game involved right now. So now, the Broncos, though, haven't had their defensive t- uh, defense together, okay? Todd Davis, uh, Callahan missing the first two games. Callahan was limited in practice, and the odds are that he won't be back for this game. So that was another reason why I just couldn't pull the trigger on the upset, Vital people on the defense is not there, and Aaron Rodgers is going to pick a second, uh, a second guy or a third guy to pieces. Jimmy Graham hasn't been able to ex- practice for this week for Green Bay because of a groin injury. 
But that's not going to be a big deal. He's going to play in the game. And plus, they have Baylor's behind him, and they added him to the roster in case he can't. They pulled him off of the uh, practice squad. Now, right now, the Broncos are, you know, looking at left guard Garrett Boyles and, uh, you know, how they are going to figure out what they're going to get done to get him to play better. He got flagged four times against Chicago in week number two, the most of any NFL player in the past five seasons at that position. Everything's just not looking good for the Denver Broncos. So as much as I want to pick them, I want to pick the fact that their defense are missing vital people is the reason why I can't pull the trigger. I would love to be able to pick Denver today, but I just can't do it. Now, Tarvin, on the other hand, he is going to go Packers as well. I thought Actually, I thought he did pick the pickup on that, but he didn't. So that's the Denver Bronco game. So I do have a surprise prediction, and we're going to talk about right now. And, guys, I know how crazy it sounds. All right? I know Sonny Clark can sometimes bring in some crazy fluids when I talk to pick. But I, I've got I've got a, a upset pick, and it goes to the – Detroit Lions are on the road. They're going to be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, yeah, I, I know. I get it. I get it. And, in fact, I've been told many, by many people I'm going nuts. But I have the Detroit Lions in this game today. One and one are the Eagles. The Lions should be one and one. They should have won week number one, and, and that was the team. But this team bounced back last week. Now, when you look at what's going to happen as far as that is concerned, you've got Jim Schwartz on the other side. Who knows the Detroit Lions better? No, probably nobody. But we're talking years ago, okay? And plus, there's not very many people there. But he knows the scheme. But I don't know how much the scheme has changed. But if they're anywhere close to the same one, who knows that scheme better than Schwartz? So what are you going to have to do, okay? The Eagles right now are banged up. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to be without Sean Jeffrey. He's got a calf strain. That's a game-time decision. Deshaun Jackson he has something along the abdominal region. Uh Rookie J.J. Uh, Whiteside, third-year pro, Mac Hollis, they're going to start in those guys' place. Aguilar, eight catches, 170 yards, one touchdown in the loss against Atlanta. He also dropped what would have been the go-ahead 60-yard touchdown pass. So the Lions don't go into this game without injuries as well, though. They're hoping that Jared Davis can play for the first time since injuring his right ankle about a month ago in a preseason game. They need him. Brian Schmidt, good to see you. But you can think whatever you want. I just have a gut feeling. Normally I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles, but the key injuries to the wide receivers right there in Philadelphia, that means other guys are going to have to step out. I don't know if they will. But right now, Carson Wentz, he hasn't been playing up to whatever. But believe me, the guy's got skills. 
got skills, and you, you can't take away from it. But the way that the Lions responded last week after week number one getting that stupid tie makes me feel a little bit more, oh, what do you say, more confident in the Lions. They got a run game. They got a passing game. That tight end, I'm going to tell you right now, is going to – I can't pronounce his name. I'm not going to – it starts with an H. You know who I'm talking about. I, I don't want to just destroy his name. But with some key injuries and the Lions should have got that first win, I'm going to tell you right now, I like the Lions this week. I like them in Philadelphia. And I know how crazy that sounds because you really shouldn't be picking Detroit to beat the Lions. But I don't know if we're going to see Carson Wentz be able to step up and do what he has to do in order to win a football game without having the weapons. And I like Aguilar. Matter of fact, I think he's a great player. Um, But if that's all the defense really has to look at as far as the passing is concerned and they don't have their number one, number two, and also on Jeffries – uh, that's going to be hard. Deshaun Jackson not in there, maybe. Now, some of these are might be game-time decisions, but one of those two has to be in the lineup to even give them a chance. I, I'm just feeling good about Matt Patricia and what he has done with them. He also faced the Eagles, you know, uh, back in 2018 on February 4th. So, he was he was the defensive coordinator then. So, you know, Nick Foles, you know, put 41 up. So he's trying to figure out how to make sure that don't happen this week. That being Matt Patricia. So, but I think I, I think the coaching had to go in and step into those players after that week one stupid tie. Had no business losing that game. That was a bad coaching decision that cost them the football game with the timeout when they had they had it wrapped. So it was a good coaching job last week. Lions get the victory. I'm feeling good about the the Lions this week because of the fact that we got the slow start from Carson Wentz and the fact that we they might be down not their number one and their number two wide receivers in Philadelphia. So that's how I feel. That's the way I look at it. Now, Cuervo hasn't been able to join us again. He's a military man. He might have been called into action before we even knew it. So uh, we'll get his predictions as well. And Tarvin, on this pick here, uh, he is going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's on the other side. But, you know, whether or not that, yeah, I hope I'm right on what I saw last week out of the uh, out of the Detroit Lions. I hope I'm right. Could be wrong. Oh, quite often. Again, taking a look at the standings, though. I'm 21, 10, and one, and Cuervo and Tarvin are two games behind me. They're 19, 12, and one. I had a good first week as mediocre second week. So now we'll see what ends up happening here for the for the rest of it. Now, more games that we're going to look at as we're getting close to the top of the hour, the Miami Dolphins at Dallas, New York at New England, Oakland at Minnesota. Those are just a few. And then the crazy game that you're going to have to figure out what's going to happen. 
Carolina Panthers or in Arizona. Backup quarterback for Carolina, big time there. Arizona, you know, I'm not I'm not falling for Arizona and all the mad love they're getting. So who's going to end up there? More games that we'll be looking at. A very interesting game as New Orleans travels to uh, Seattle. I'm really liking that game. And then we get the I don't know what's going to happen game. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on San Francisco and San Francisco. And and why the Cleveland Browns are in prime time again, I don't know. The NFL obviously wanted to get on the Cleveland ban, uh, Cleveland Brown bandwagon, and they did. And they put them in prime time already twice this year. This weekend, Monday night, in week number one. Monday night game is going to be very interesting. I can't wait to talk about it. I hope Cuervo gets involved with it. Chicago is in Washington. And that's going to be a pretty good football game. Washington gets out to that quick start and then dies out at the end. Peter's out there. Chicago, you know, up in the airs there. They're not sure what kind of football team. They almost went 0-2 after closely losing. As a matter of fact, they should have lost that game because it was a bad uh, call on roughing the passer as Chicago. See, were they on the road? Yes, they were on the road to Detroit. So... Let's see what happens in that one. So we got a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about. Also, don't forget, this week for my locals right there, the Rowlett Eagles are in action on Thursday. That means the pregame show is on Wednesday, 2 o'clock. Our coverage of the Rowlett Eagles taking on the North Garland Raiders starts 7 p.m. on Thursday night, and we get the uh, Friday night light off. I'm going to go catch another high school football game that night. So um should be real interesting to see. Uh, that division and district of football for the Rowlett Eagles not showing up. So watch out for my locals. You know, there's also more news, and I'm going to jump on this before we go to the break and before we talk the game. Dak Prescott right now. Could you be in any better shape right now as the quarterback? I know there's been a lot of reports out there that Jerry Jones is mad at him for taking shots or taking unnecessary risks or something like that. But the Dallas Cowboys 2-0, and Dak Prescott is just loving this because he's going to quite possibly tear the Miami Dolphins up here, you know, later on this afternoon, one part of the early games. But the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to play, if he keeps winning, if he wins this game, they're going to have to pay Jack Prescott close to $34 million bucks. I said 32 if they signed him before the beginning of the year. But uh, these first few games, they're going, to, they're, they're going to press the Dallas Cowboys. They have to give them more, and they know it. And the longer that they take, the price just keeps going up. And they're, they're going to have a contract sent over to his agent, and they're going to say, I don't think so. It's not going to be enough now. You could have had that if you'd stopped screwing around just giving the money like you should have. Like, the Dallas Cowboys don't have it. And, like, they won't just put someone else on a on a uh, signing bonus and, and take the money and give it to them. I, listen, there's so many ways of moving money around in the NFL that the fact of the matter is that they got to give Dak Prescott probably $34 million. They'll figure out how to do it. 
and they signed their guys. And I, I got normally I hate this football team, still do, but I love me some Dak Prescott. And for all you haters out there that says Sonny Clark doesn't know what he's talking about, I'm telling you right now, I told you at the middle of the season you should be thankful that you got a fourth-round draft pick, number one, that's playing as good as he is. Now, is he the next Roger Staubach? I don't know, but he's the next guy that's going to get him up to the Super Bowl. It surely wasn't going to be Tony Romo that I got a broken collarbone on this side, I got a broken collarbone on that side. You know, durability, talent, young, and not only that, accurate, and knows what to do with the ball. Guys, you can't question Dak Prescott. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you ought to be ashamed of yourself if you're out there bashing Dak Prescott. It's the best thing to come along for this football team, and I hate the Cowboys. I love me some Dak, but I don't like the Cowboys. And I will tell you straight out that if they don't give him the money, that price is just going to keep going up. I'm telling you right now, he's going to get $34 million a year. Should he get it? Probably not. But it's amazing what will happen when you start winning football games because what happens is is that that price just keeps going up and up and up. What we're going to do now, we're going to take our uh, break here at the top of the hour. When we come back, we'll start talking more about the games that are online here for the rest of the game. We'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Come back at the top of the this hour. This is Sunday Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24 gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Landon Huey and 19 Ministries. One of the things we want to do is we have this idea, the name that's kind of sticking right now is Rowlett Revival. And we know that there are a lot of hurting um, and broken people across the city. Um, Out of a population of 60,000, there's close to 40,000 that aren't saved. And we want to do like a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday where we'll bring in a guest speaker and he's just going to share the love of Christ and we're going to connect people in the city up with churches and where they can find a healthy church family and find people that believe in them 
and find a God that loves them. Jesus came for a broken world, and he, he loves and cares for everybody in the city. And so we're excited about that. We're working through details right now, but our vision is to see God's going to reach a lot of people. So make sure you contact Landon Huey at 19 Ministries at 972-835-8665, or check him out on the web at 19ministries.org or uniterowlet.org. This is Sammy Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you looking for a new home? Want to know what your house could sell for in today's market? Then you need to contact realtor Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group at Keller Williams Rockwall. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or investing, he can help you get where you need to be. Visit RayHubbardRealEstateGroup.com or make an appointment today by calling 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group, Keller Williams, Rockwall. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about RowlettFood.com. Do you want to have dinner delivered but you don't want to use Uber Eats? Contact someone locally that can do the same thing at a better price and faster. All you have to do is pick a restaurant on the list at the website, tell us what you'd like to order, then check out and you'll have your food within 25 to 45 minutes, depending on distance. Check out RowlettFoods.com for your next meal at Raising Cane's, Golden Pot, Ponchos and Lefty, and more. Give us a call at 972-408-8002, or check us out on the web at RowlettFood.com. Are you ready? Hey, thank you can tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masses. Break it down! All right, we are back here on the couch for Taylor's Sports Show. It's our Sunday morning tradition that it continues on to our 10th year. And I've lost track of how many episodes that we've had so far with the combination of Rowlett Eagles, combination of pregame show, combination of doing this show, and a combination of some other things. A lot of shows this year within our 10th year. Thanks for joining us on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we continue on and will continue on into the future. We are in week number three of the NFL, but that being said, for my locals, again, right here in Rowlett, Wednesday, the pregame show, 2 o'clock, not Thursday, because the game is a Thursday night game. 
Coming to you from Homer B. Johnson Stadium and the North Garland Raiders are taking on the Rowlett Eagles as we continue the play-by-play of the Rowlett Eagles so far. Eagles got one last night, well, Friday night, 7-6 to six over the Neyman Forest Rangers. A lot of work that needs to be done there. I don't think anybody thinks that they're the second coming, so they got some work to do. So, that being said, that's the name of this show. We're going to get into some more games that we're going to be looking at here. I don't. There's some games that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, and one of them is this game. It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins, okay? All right. You know, I don't know. I don't I, – you know, I, I, I just hate to say that a team is tanking. I just think that they're just not good. The problem that I have with this week in in the Miami Dolphins is that they're throwing Josh Rosen to the Wolves. I mean, Josh Rosen didn't have the dedication of the Arizona Cardinals or trust because they bring in some hot shot that's supposed to be the second coming of these new types of quarterbacks. And we all know that the traditional quarterback is what wins games in the NFL. And they're just riding. They're just riding. Well, let's see if we can get this new quarterback, you know, sensation to get the job done in Kyle. But as a franchise, the Arizona Cardinals gave up on Josh Rosen. Again, top three, not more than a year before this year's draft. You grab them up for a reason, and you bring in a hot shot coach that can't coach that type of guy, but you need Kyler Murray. And now Miami gets them, and they throw them to the Wolves. I, I just feel bad for this guy. This guy should have been on a different football team from get-go, jump street. And and he hasn't got a chance today. And, I'm not, and, and as much as I want to say the Dallas Cowboys stink, and they don't, okay, I want to say it, but they don't. But Dak Prescott is going to eat these guys alive, and this game's at home. And, and it's going to be a skull drag all over the place. And I feel bad for – I do. I feel bad for Josh Rosen. I thought that guy should have been to a different football team that is going to be more dedicated to him, obviously more than the Arizona Cardinals. But the Arizona Cardinals last year had a first-year uh, head coach that shouldn't have been one, and they dump him for another guy that <laughs> – where's this guy coming from? So Josh Rosen is going to be part of the bait and um, hopefully he can have a showing that maybe he can get out of there. So I, I, as Josh Rosen, just feel bad for him. Dallas Cowboys are going to eat him up today. And, and again, I, I'll find any reason to pick against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but I said it before. I'll say it again. I knew this team was going to go three and zero. Go back into my archives, okay? Team is going to be three and zero because the schedule starts when they hit week number four, and that's where the Dak Prescott, you know, sweepstakes are going to take them up to thirty-four million instead of thirty-two. It's because Jerry Jones is playing. I, I don't know if he's necessarily playing games with Dak Prescott, but he knows he's going to have to pay Dak Prescott, and if he doesn't know that, he needs to get his head examined. The going rate now is thirty-two million. For a starting quarterback that's considered a franchise, and you can sit there and talk about Dak Prescott's 
deficiencies all you want. I told everybody at the beginning of last year that this guy is going to be your Superman. And he hasn't failed me, but all the Dak haters, I cannot believe it. They're 2-0, and and they're still complaining about Dak Prescott. And they'll be 3-0. Oh, they haven't beat anybody all year long. He's not all that good. Well, guess what? Dak Prescott doesn't have anything to do with what is lined up in front of him. Okay? He just has to play the game. Not only that, not making a big deal about this contract. The media and everybody else is making a big deal about it. Dak knows he's going to get paid. And he's going to get paid big. So right now, you Dallas Cowboy fans that just want to bash Dak Prescott, keep that bashing going. Maybe that will lead you to the Super Bowl. You need to find some Dak love, though, because he is the reason why, okay? You can sit there and say the defense is good, and it is. Okay, you can sit here and say a lot of things, but for you to sit there and say that Dak Prescott is not a starting quarterback that deserves the money that he's going to end up getting. Blasphemy! The blasphemy! You know what you're talking about. You should be. You should thank your lucky stars in reality that you have Dak Prescott. Because if you don't talk about his successes as being one of the best quarterbacks to start off in the history of the Dallas Cowboys, and yeah, that's better than all of them, Starback, Aikman, and all that. If you want to just glide over that, you can do so. But this guy right here, thinking that they got a steal in the fourth round in a Dak Prescott, and not only that, how about the team rallying around him as soon as Romo went down? They were... I'm going to tell you right now, they will never say it publicly. They were going, they were on their knees thanking, you know, uh, you know, here on a Sunday morning, thanking God that Tony Romo went down and they had someone in there. Do you want to talk about a team that has rallied around Dak Prescott? The only people that haven't Dak, rallied around Dak Prescott are the fans. I sit there and I listen to this all day long. Oh, he sucks. Oh, he's not that good. He's not. They're 2-0. They're going to be 3-0 after this week. Stop your complaining because during those three games, he's going to even get better. And you don't think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to take shots down the field? Okay. I want you to think really hard. How many times do you think they're going to go down the field? If you think it's zero. I don't think so, Tim. You're wrong. Yeah, Prescott's not a good quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. Get off it. You want, you want, I don't know what you want. Got a winning quarterback. It's been the best thing coming along since Fruit Punch down Dallas, and Dallas Cowboy fans hate this guy. <laughs> this is the stupidest crap ever. I, and I get to, and I get to listen to it. Listen, I could dive into the stats in this game. I'm not going to, okay, because there's no need. Dallas Cowboys are going to skull drag them, and it's going to be ugly. Uh, it's going to be great if you're a Dallas Cowboy fans because they're going to score 40 today, at least 42. And you'll get to see your guys in the end zone doing their dances and everything else, and you can be happy. But don't you dare. Don't you dare. After they go 3-0, and have enough stones to sit there and bash Dak Prescott. Because when you do that, you just show how ignorant you are <laughs> as far as football is concerned. You should be happy that you got a Dak Prescott, and, and you're not. And the sad thing is, is that they'll continue doing that, continue bashing the guy, and they have no clue 
All they got to do is keep getting the first downs, keep getting the Ws, and Dak Prescott's not worried about the fans, and that's how cool he is. That has to be the Next game up, I'm on there, so he is on but moving on, the Patriots at Gillette 2-0, I'm never going to do it again. I don't care who they're playing. Who's the best team in the NFL besides the Patriots? I pick the Patriots at home in Gillette. I, stupidly, in week number one, thought that would be a, a game that the Patriots would lose at home in, in Gillette. Just didn't happen. Jets are gonna Jets are gonna just get stomped today. I, I I mean there there are a lot of things that we you know talk now the Jets are a football team that is in total this messed up. Okay, Adam Gase. I I just don't know what to think of this guy. I do know no mark that. Let me take a step back. I know what to think about Adam Gase. Okay, because he reminds me of another coach that's down in Atlanta and Dirk Cotter, the most predictable guy in the world, and nobody's worried about the Jets. Should people worry about Gang Green? Absolutely. Normally, a, a team that's sitting out there, hell yes. New York, 0-2. It'll be 0-3 after they walk out of Gillette, and it's going to get it, it's gonna be huge. Now, by the way, just to let you know, Patriots ran through Pittsburgh and Miami in their first two games. 76 to 3. Okay. Now, granted, it is Miami. Now, they had Big Ben, so they can't can't say that wasn't the case there. So now, they face the Jets right now, which have won six straight games and eight consecutive regular season games in New England. So, you know, the Patriots aren't worried about the Jets. New England will wrap them up. Jets, by the way, that was an 18-point underdog. I t- give the 18. They're going to get. They're going to get trounced today. Then the line went up to 23. So you know, I don't know. What do we got going on as far as that's concerned? I don't know. There, there's more things that will end up happening. I don't – Sam Darnold, you know, will he live up to the hype that he was in the same draft that um, uh, the Miami quarterback came out? I don't know who's better, who's not. And I, I go back to that draft, and I remember everybody talking about the top three quarterbacks, and none of them have been able to do anything. Now, Josh Rosen has been – you know, kind of blackballed in reality because the Arizona Cardinals don't have a clue. So, by the way, the Patriots right now are the only team going into this season as the Jets' number one quarterback, uh, Johnson. Um, He's going to be on sideline, too. So, there you go. Their cornerback, Johnson, is going to be out in this game. Not that it matters. So, some movements that are happening. Now, this is the only chance that the Jets have today is that uh, they had to make some shuffling on that offensive line. Wynn hurt his foot, Isaiah Wynn, uh, in Miami. Uh, This is the second straight season he's been placed on the IR. 
uh, Achilles torn last year, so they can't keep that, so they got to move some guys around. David Andrews went on IR before the season opener with blood clots, and then all the – so the Patriots are moving their starting offensive line around, but you're the Patriots, so it doesn't matter because your expectations are to be a number one even if you're set on the second or third level. You're expected to play like a number one. That's the difference between those. So yeah, I, I'm all I'm all over New England. Not much to say about this game per se. Quer, uh, I, I I'm sure Cuervo would be on that. I'm not going to make his pick for him, but Tarvin is on that pick. So that having been said, that's going to take us to the next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to cover them all here on this Sunday morning. And the open are going to be hitting this one. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Adina, good to see you. I'm going to tell you right now, this is the most interesting game of the day. Are you, are you buying the hype of the Raiders? I'm not. I get a win in week number two. whoop to do I mean, I mean, I got um, I don't know if I'll, I don't even know if I will pick the Oakland Raiders in any game this year. Uh, let's see here. Oakland, 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 Oakland. Where's the – they play – oh, Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They skull drug them. Um, but anyway, they go into this game. They're one and one. They get the big win Monday night in week number one. Let's see. Oakland took on – and then Kansas City, two – uh, games within their own division, and they ended up getting one of them. So they're one and one within the division. But this one right here, Raiders going against Minnesota. They got it. I'm gonna tell you right now, Minnesota's defense is for real. Even though they did lose last week, they are for real. I'm not gonna back out on it. And, and here's the thing. I'm not. I, I'm hey, listen. Go back in the archives. Listen. I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan whatsoever. Okay. So John Gruden trying to get back into his coaching reins and things like that, gets rid of some of the best guys that are on this football team, mate, you replace them. So, but now what Green Bay did last weekend when Cousin, it, it's, it's, uh, here it is, his second worst completion percentage of his career, three turnovers and a 21-16 loss. Now, they held them to only 21 points after three turnovers. That Minnesota defense is for real, guys. Now, will Kirk Cousins, you know, become the turnover machine this week? I don't think so. But the Raiders right now, one and one, without a game at the Oakland Coliseum, visiting the Vikings doesn't help them. Three weeks straight on the road. And the Raiders will travel to Indianapolis for a game, quote-unquote, home game um, next week against Chicago. So there you go. How's that going to work? Well, I think there's a lot of things that you got to do. When they get home, Oakland's going to love them because maybe they'll get one of those games. I don't think they're going to get this game in week number three as they're, they're taking on Minnesota with that big, big-time defense that they got going on. 
Richie Incognito, though, for the Raiders is back. So good to see you. Good to see you, Matthew. So the Raiders get their, you know, left guard back. And, hey, listen, you can say whatever you want about Richie Incognito. The guy's a stud. The guy knows how to play the position for time pro bowler. He's back off of that suspension. So incognito, you know, you look at it. Now the Raiders get Berthet uh, and knows how to play this defensive coordinator in Zimmerman. I don't know. Is it going to be enough? But Berthet fined and suspended by the league throughout his career for violent hits. Uh, he gets, you know, they get him back. So how's that going to happen? Will they make him a football player in Oakland? I don't know. Will he be the punk that he is? I don't know. But now, Delvin Cook leads the NFL in rushing. There's all, they aren't the only team passing, you know, other teams on the ground. But they also got a rookie, and Josh Jacobs is one of three first-round draft picks by the Raiders and has 184 yards. So a good matchup there at the at the quarterback. This is, uh, running back, this is all going to be about the quarterback. I like Brandon Carr a lot, but I don't like Brandon Carr with his head coach. You know, we can say whatever we want about John Gruden, and how, but, but I don't know if there is a great big love affair there. I just, I think they're, you know, doing the politically correct thing. I don't think they get along personally. That's just a, that's just a guess. I have nothing that says that they're that way. They don't like each other. I don't have anything. This is just a gut thing inside me. Minnesota Vikings defense is good. Kirk Cousins doesn't turn the ball over today. You should get the win here. But will he not? But and plus they're at home, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick against Minnesota unless there's a quality team going in there at home. Kirk Cousins does not have to be the show here, but he'll take all the credit like it is, because that's who Kirk Cousins is, and he'll use this game to have a great game, to stat, you know, pad his stats and get another thirty million dollar contract somewhere else next year. But Minnesota's defense is strong. Damn, they pulled the, you know, almost got into the game. They only held 21 points after three turnovers. Thanks, Kirk Cousins. Appreciate it. So I, I'm, I'm on Minnesota. I'm on it because of defense. I'm on it because Kirk Cousins doesn't have to be the hero to win this game, shouldn't have to be the hero to, to win this game. And now, am I wrong maybe thinking that? That could be. But I will also say that when you look at this football team in Minnesota, they're going to be challenging up there in the, in, in the NFC North. They are. These are. So it should be really interesting to see what happens here as they move forward. Now, that's going to take us into our next game as we look at them all here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I am, yes, on Minnesota. So that leads us up to next Without Cam Newton, beat the Arizona Cardinals. 
and Arizona's at home. I'm not I, – I can't believe I'm going to do this. I don't know anything about the backup quarterback position in, in Carolina. I, I just don't. Now, should I? Probably. I knew what was coming this way. Should I have done some background on it? Yes. I just go by uh, what uh, one of our uh, co-hosts say about him. He thinks that he's good enough to get it done. But first game starting, it's all been Cam Newton for the first two. So that being said, Kyler Murray is going to go up against Kyle Allen. And I don't know. Something just tells me that this is just two rookies going at it. I don't know. I want to say that the Cleveland or the uh, Carolina Panthers defense should be able to handle this. I love me some Luke Keekley. By the way, and I'll say it. I'll say it on the record. This guy's the smartest linebacker in the NBA, in the NFL right now. I'm telling you right now. That guy is a stud. That guy might be able to win this game for him all by himself. That part I don't know. So, Arizona, and it's all about Cliff Kingsbury and, and their rookie sensation that they are. Styles, good to see you. Lots of people joining us. Thanks for joining in. But I don't know. Last time Allen was on the field, they, they scored 30 points on the road. So, and that was, you know, in a preseason game. So, now, Kyler Murray, number one overall pick, you know, has looked okay. Everybody just thinks this guy is the greatest thing to come along. Listen, he doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. I've watched the guy, okay? So, now, granted, it's a total different type of offense, and I get it, but I'm not buying the offense. As soon as the A offense that can – really stabilize against traditional NFL defensive coordinators and they don't figure it out within two or three weeks like they or two or three years like they did the Wildcat. Notice how the Wildcat is gone. Bye bye. We don't have any Wildcat going on. So just like this, I actually honestly think that the that, that offense that the Arizona Cardinals and all these other teams that are bringing out with these new quarterbacks is running, they, they will be gone soon because defensive coordinators will figure them out. Obi-Wan, good to see you, my friend. Oh, by the way, I'll be up there uh, October 5th, flying that night. So I'll actually uh, – so the Cardinals do suck. Absolutely. Obi-Wan is right. But I don't know what's going to happen in this game against Carolina without – their quarterback in Cam Newton. So, I don't know. We're, we're, we're talking about that. Panthers 0-2. They have to turn to Allen to try to figure out what to do. He's in his second season, but he's really in reality, you know, a, a, a rook. No one's heard of him. No one really knows what he's got going on. Now, we got everything going on. You have the trustworthy. Hey, listen, if they can figure out how to get Larry Fitzgerald involved with this game and try to get the ball to him, that's good. And by the way, not only that, he looks good. Larry Fitzgerald in the slot, I love him. Now, when he is obviously your number one guy, um, real number one guy, he's the number one now, but it, it's be just because of respect. But him in the slot right now is a great place for him. So, 36 years old, 
and they better get that connection going, you know, 0-1-1. and 0-1-1 for the Arizona Cardinals. Ron Rivera, you know, you better figure it out. Your defense is supposed to stop this guy. But now you look on the other side with Allen having to lean on Greg Olson, and Greg Olson, you know, this guy seems to get hurt every time he, you know, has to make a play that's difficult or even not even difficult. This guy, you know, breaks his foot all the time. Two times broken foot, by the way, just to let you know. And Arizona right now, if you look at it, okay, in the red zone, in the loss against uh, Baltimore, the Cardinals had to settle for three field goals. And that, and one of those were inside the five-yard line. I, did, I haven't talked to your brownies yet there on Monday night. We'll get to them. But that whole situation there, I don't know. By the way, Luke Keekley, okay, even though the, the Panthers are 2-0, and okay, it's not because of him. Luke Keekley is a badass. The five-time All-Pro, 17 tackles, okay, including a tackle in the end zone four at safety last week, and they lost 20-14. to 14. That football team could have got into the end zone. They should have won that football game, but they didn't. And by the way, just to let you know, in that loss, uh, Keekley now has 973 tackles in his career and just going past Brian Urlacher. I'm going to tell you right now, when you're that good, when you are that good and you you pass a guy like Brian Urlacher, that's some good stuff. Now, he's not, now Keekley's averaged 9.4 tackles a game. That's only second to Zach Thomas, if you remember the name, back in Miami. So I love him. Now, the Panthers, they are going to rely on their guy, McCaffrey, at the running back position. And you, you have to plan for this guy. You had the plan for Cam Newton and a little bit of their running game in McCaffrey. Now you only have to really focus on one thing. That's why I can't, as much as I want to pick Carolina in this game, and I don't want to pick the Arizona Cardinals because they suck, I think they might be able to get it. Now, I didn't have to pull out the couch potato quarter and flip it to figure this one out. But I will say this, this will be an interesting game today. It will be on red zone all day long. I think there's going to be some scoring maybe. But I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to pick it up. Man, I cannot believe I'm doing that. Because Keekley is a badass. All you got to do, stay away from him. Get the ball to Larry Fitzgerald. Let Larry Fitzgerald do some work. That's what I'm hoping they'll do. But here's the big thing. And this is without Cam Newton, okay? So, Maybe this will turn around, but the Panthers, if they want to move the ball, they have got to start moving the chain because they haven't been able to do it. Carolina is only converting 32% of its third down. They're 18 to 25, and 0 for 3 on fourth down conversions. Okay? You say whatever you want. You're 0 and 3 on third down conversions. You can't, or fourth down conversions. You can't, and those short, Fourth down, fourth and ones, you can't get Cam Newton to get you a yard. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, whether it's the shoulder, whether it's the excuse of the foot of Carolina, this might be the best thing to happen to Carolina. Because Carolina, I thought, in my mind, okay, needed to get rid of Rivera and Cam Newton at the beginning of the year, go back, listen to the archives. I know everybody said, Sonny, you're nuts. Well, they're 0-2 right now. Rivera and Cam Newton had nothing to do with anybody as far as getting any wins. They'd be in the same position with somebody different in there. Yeah, I know. It's nice to be able to say that. But I'm telling you right now, the Carolina Panthers missed out on an opportunity to get draft picks or get studs on this football team. And not only that, they missed out maybe getting a a real head coach for this football team. Because at the end of the year, Rivera will be gone. Because Carolina Panthers are not going anywhere. I don't know. But – They could be in a better position next year with the new regime that could have been in at the beginning of this year. I said it. Get rid of Cam. Get rid of Rivera. Start afresh. You got a dude. I'm telling you right now, McCaffrey is the real deal. McCaffrey has got everything going for him. He's been on the field all 137 plays so far this year. 209 yards and two touchdowns in the season opener against the Ram. Now, Arizona held them to 53 yards last time they played. So, Panthers scored 14 points against Tampa Bay, but it came on four field goals and a safety. So, the third downs are going to be the problems for the Panthers. They'll continue this week. And I'm going to go on Arizona, and I know that's a, that's a crazy pick. Will the Bears win on Monday night? You're going to have to wait and find out because we're going we're gonna to cover it. We, we cover Monday night's game toward the end of the show, so that will be around, I would say, if you didn't want to hang out, Matthew, of course hang out, but if you just wanted to hear that game, join us back at 1130 as uh, Cuervo and I will take a look at the Bears. So that having been said, when you see this week, I, I'm, I am on Arizona. I can't believe I just said it, but I am. And I also got another crazy thing that I've got to say as well, okay? Because guess what? The New York Giants are on the road to Tampa Bay. And I'm going to pick the Giants. Yeah, I said it. Now, here's one thing that I may be completely overlooking. And, and now that I'm talking about it, it's not the fact that I'm overlooking. I'm still going – I don't know if this new quarterback that they got going on out there is going to be able to get the job done. But Bruce Arians, okay, and that defensive coordinator that went up and was the head coach of the Jets. You see, we don't get time to do a lot of research to get all that. I'm just remembering who they are. Um, they're back together. That's that's a tough defense down there. But Shaquan Barkley, you know, I, I, I'm still not a firm believer, but I recognize the talent. Not giving credit to Cam for his production, but the pro system has always been the most beneficial to running backs, and you're absolutely right. You don't need to give Cam Newton credit. Cam Newton has tried to do that. It didn't work, and he puts himself at risk running the football all the time. So... But, no, no, listen, 
I understand, guys. I'm, I'm getting the messages rolling here. The Giants are not a good football team. They're own two, okay? I know. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the Forrest Gump. I know who the Giants are tonight. I know who they are, guys. Don't get me wrong. But I want you to go back two years, okay, three, three years, when Tony Romo went down for the Dallas Cowboys and then walked Dak Prescott. That's what's going to go on here. Now, I'm not saying the Giants are going to be the Dallas Cowboys, okay? All right, I'm not. But they can rally behind new blood, just like the Dallas Cowboys did with Dak Prescott. Now, I'm not saying he's Dak Prescott either. I don't even know what we're going to get with him. But the change in the mentality of the football team will turn around. Now, how long it will last, that part I don't know. How long will it be an experiment? I don't know. But when you look at what's going to happen, this is a football team that's going to depend on uh, Shaquan Barkley. I think we'll see him a lot in the passing game. Give him opportunities in the open field to make a play and forget it. I think Tampa Bay doesn't necessarily know what's going to be coming to them because I think they got it in their mind that they're going to get the Giants that are 0-2, that are on the A-traditional slow start like they always are, that they've been underneath Eli Manning. So now they get the rookie Jones, who was the sixth overall pick, which was the most ridiculous thing in the world. But the Bucks, who are 1-1, one one, they insist they're not underestimating him. You listen to all of the, oh, we know who he is, you know, all this. I, I don't think they are. I think they're falling for I think they are. I think they will. I think that they think they're going to win this football game because of defense, and which rightfully so they will, because Jameis Winston is not the reason why the Buccaneers are going to win football games this year. Okay? You can say whatever you want. Now, you know, Daniel Jones is going to make some mistakes. There's going to be some turnovers there. But guess what? Jameis Winston is a turnover machine, Jack. This is a good defense, but they got to balance it off with the offense, and they're just not getting it that way. So now, for him, what they have to do is keep. They need to hit this guy, Daniel Jones. If you're if you're the Buccaneers, you need to hit this guy, and you need to hit him often. You say whatever you want, but. You know, beating Carolina last week was huge. But when you're talking Shaquan Barkley, that's a different story. Cam Newton, listen, Cam Newton is hurt, been hurt. That's the reason why they're on two. Shouldn't have been starting these football games anyway. But you have to do that in week number one. You got to bring Cam in. Even if he's at 60%, he, you know. So now, the Bucks. Okay, stop McCaffrey last week, 37 yards rushing, 16 receiving. Okay, we just talked about what he can do. But I'm going to tell you right now, and, and, and Obi says it the best. He's out there, he's the real deal, and he is. I hate him too. I hate the Giants. I hate the Cowboys. I, I hate the, cow, the Giants more because they hung on with a love affair to Eli Manning that lasted six extra years than it needed to. Yeah, I said it. 
six extra years. I've been telling them to dump Eli Manning. Now they're going to do it. So here's the thing. With what Obi just said there, that he does not – he is the real deal – you have to look at this quarterback and realize he doesn't have to win the game for you. They're going to have to depend on some other things. The defense, I don't know if it's going to be able to stop Saquon Barkley. Now, they might be able to stop one of the two, which may be running. But if they start passing Saquon Barkley the ball, forget about it. And that's what my prediction is. I think the Giants are going to throw the uh, quarterback into those short passes and get it in the playmaker's hand. And the playmaker, Saquon Barkley. If he gets out in the open field, forget about it. So I'm actually on. I cannot believe I'm sorry. God, I, I, no, guys, there, there's no alcohol in my coffee. I, I, I get it. I'm on the Giants today. But in order for this to be a good, they've got to stop. He's got to stop fumbling the football. Jones fumbled the uh, football third, uh, three times in preseason. That can't happen. So, now even though it was a mop-up duty, he dropped the ball against the Dallas Cowboys as well, dropping it literally with a fumble. So, now, well, Winston it, it, Winston proves his point each and every week. And I, what I mean by that is third downs. Okay? After two games right now, there are two and 23 for the Giants. An ugly number. Okay, but here's the thing. When your defense gives up a lot of points, you almost don't have to worry about third downs. Usually, if you're giving, if you're giving up a lot of points defensively, a lot of third downs, and that's just not the case that's going on. So, Rondé Barber, gonna be put, they're going to try to hype this game. He's going to be in the ring of honor at halftime, blah, blah, blah. Tiki Barber will be there as well. You know all the you know all the good stuff going on there, but that's not going to be enough to get the victory. I I I am, I, and I think it's an upset. I really do, and and I don't know. But in reality, when you talk okay, Saquon Barkley, you can't touch this guy. This guy makes some moves, and you know, I, I don't think Winston's a good quarterback. I think that that guy's a problem. And someone asked me, do I ever think that Jameis Winston will ever be a good quarterback if he gets on a different football team? I don't think team? so, Tim. I just don't. So, in fact, I just think it's quite funny. But, you know, guess what? The Eli Manning era is over in New York. And guess what? There's one word that goes out the window now as far as Eli Manning is concerned. It's gone. No one respects it. And now the move to get rid of Odell Beckham Jr. instead of Eli Manning? Could you imagine Saquon Barkley and Eli Man or uh, Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. still on that football team breaking in a rookie? The Giants did wrong. They believed in their what they had and it, it was a mistake. Huge mistake. So I'm very interested in this game. This one I think is probably an upset. I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers. I haven't looked at anything at all. By the way, guys, that's the reason why we do our show. I don't sit and listen. 
figure out what the hell we're going to talk about, okay? I do this on just what I see. Sometimes I, you ask McKenna Carper, sometimes I don't see things the way other people would see them. By the way, McKenna Carper, even though, yeah, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm not just saying this guy is the, in indoor football, it's hard to say that you got to shut down corner. McKenna Carper is that, so just so that you know. That having been said, we're going to get into our next game here, and this one's going to be an interesting one, too, because there are a lot of things that I saw last week that I didn't like out of the Chargers. But there are all the But you got to go back to last week's games, guys, because last week's games wasn't very good for the Chargers. Okay, let me get let me get to that one because, you know, I, and I didn't pick them by the way last week, as they lost to Detroit. I was on the Detroit uh, Detroit Tigers, Detroit Lions, because Los Angeles Chargers sometimes when they are on the road they drop games they shouldn't, and guess what? That's what happened last week. I, I, all the excuses out of the way. Okay, it just didn't happen for the Chargers. But now they're at home. It's a little bit different. And the Texans, who are 1-1, one one, the Chargers are 1-1. One one. They really should be 2-0. Oh, they should have beat the Lions, but I just didn't think it would happen. So now, all the talk in week number one about the running back not being in the lineup comes to issue after week number two. And we could talk about it all, but here's, I mean, there's a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame that isn't going to win a Super Bowl like that Dan Marino, and that could be Phillip Rivers. Because right now, as good as maybe the Chargers might be, they're going to have a hard time getting to pass Kansas City. And, and again, the thing that will stop Kansas City is not the talent on the football field. I don't know how much I believe in, in Andy Reid. Yeah, I said it. But now, let's just take a look at this one. One and one, one and one. Both of them there. Houston, you know, they, 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 you want to talk injuries, they don't have a running game anymore. So that's a problem. Chargers don't really have a running game because they don't have their preferred guy in there. So what's going to happen here? 200 night start for Phillip Rivers. By the way, just to let you know, that's consecutive starts. He's going to pass Eli Manning. He is. I think he is, I, you know, depending on what it is. But here, you think about the Chargers, they don't have Melvin Gordon. Now, you look at Eakler and Jackson combined, 5.7 yards to carry. It's not, not bad at all. Not bad at all. But here's one of the things. When you take out a guy who's dynamic like a Melvin Gordon, the 5.7 they've been averaging, is, uh, yeah, okay. Right now, Eakler Leads the AFC in scrimmage yards with 287, and that is tied for sixth among the league in offensive touches with 46. He did fumble near the goal lane last Sunday, though, in that loss. And like I said, that was a game the Chargers should have won, but guess what? It's like they got a heck sometimes when they get on a road and they – you know, I, I hear people say they played down to the competition and all this crap. I hate that. It, it, I hate that. They didn't play good. 
They didn't play down to the – they just sucked. I mean, why is it where instead of being able to say that you sucked, uh, we played down to our competition? That's crap. I'm sorry. You sucked that day. Accept it. Yeah, you should have beat them. So now, 13 carries, 10 yards or more for Jackson. Yeah, you know, but Melvin Gordon is one of the guys that gets your team excited about playing football. Just like what's going to happen in New York. Yes, I picked the Giants today. Not because of the quarter, I'm, because of the quarterback pick, but it's not going to be because the quarterback's going to win the game. It's going to be the Tony Romo effect all over. You know, the team is going to rally around the guy, even if he doesn't play great. Everybody else will step it up and make it all worth its while. But they don't have that as far as the running back is concerned in Los Angeles with the Chargers because he is that bad being that bad. He's being that – he's a bad man, Phillip Rivers. So now, outside linebacker. Defensive player of the week last week, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and two quarterback hits in the win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, Whitney Marcellus. That guy's a badass. And I almost I, – I, I see that performance last week. Now, you can't depend, uh, at least in reality, an outdoor football game that you can't put a focus on one guy and say that's the reason why. But. I think that is huge. With the loss of Clowney and having a play like that, go out there and do what he does, I think that's good. And and he also had a uh, strip uh, on a sack that was recovered by J.J. Watts. By the way, I think the Texans should have got rid of Watts before they got rid of Clowney. Now, I know that's not a very popular thought because everybody loves – hey, listen, I love me some J.J. Watts too. But football business, I think they should have got rid of J.J. Watts before they got rid of Clowney. That's just what I say. So what does that mean? When you look at the guys that are playing this game defensively, I like what Houston is doing, especially last week. Now, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson filled in nicely for Lamar Miller, but, you know, how is it going to work? I don't know. So now, the Chargers also, though, they got a kicking problem. They can't seem to get someone to kick the ball. Two two games for uh, Bagley with a groin injury, and Ty Long been doing the uh, kicking the field goal and doing the punting. Miss a pair of field goal attempts last week. This one was tough for me. And in my mind, I know I want to take the Chargers there at home. But there's something about this game, as far as the defense is concerned, is huge. So, I, I'm, I, I, I'm going to take the stretch on this one. As much as I don't want to, I'm going to go Houston. And I know I'm going to live to regret this pick. Yo, bro, good to see you. I think I'm going to regret this pick. But there's something about the defense that if they can keep getting the production without Giovanni Clowney, I think that should be huge. Now, when you look at Deshaun Watson, 
third-year quarterback, two touchdown passes away for 50, needs that 35 rushing uh, yards to become the seventh quarterback in NFL history with 900 yards or more in his first 26 games. You get a guy that is that he can run the ball, he can pass the ball. I'm just not seeing a lot out of it. And this is yet another game. If this game was on the road, I'd be all over Houston without even a thought. This game's at home. This is a game they should win. But are they falling into what happened in Detroit? Are they falling in? Are they being that team that will, I guess, as people say, which I hate when they say play down to the competition or not have just a good game is what I'm thinking. Not playing all aspects of the game. I'm actually going as Houston in this game. So penalties also big time for the Chargers, just to let you know. Chargers had two touchdown uh, called back because of penalties. Two missed field goals, two in the red zone. And I don't know. Sometimes when the ball starts rolling in a negative way, it just continues. But that home field event, you know, this that's the part of me. That's the part of me that wants to go off there. The Chargers are coming off a loss. The Texans survived the two-point conversion to beat Jacksonville only by a little. So none of these teams are anything to write home to mama about right now. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. This one here had me stumped when I was looking at it before we came on air. But I I made the decision. I'm going to go Houston. It's going to be a mild upset. And it'll make the AFC South even more interesting as well. Because you've got a football team in the Colts right now, 2-0. and Oh, my God. Really? I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it should be a very interesting thing going on this week. Just to let everybody know, and that's we're going to go into the next game, it's time to talk about the Colts. And I don't know. I think for real. Okay. I mean, are you falling for the percent deal? I mean, I don't know. 2006 MVP, the 16 MVP coming your way, and Matt Ryan in your own field. So, you know, I don't know. I don't trust and have not trusted Matt Ryan since the debacle in the Super Bowl. Hasn't been the same. Sometimes just things get in your head and they just change what you do. And and that's all we've been getting out of Matt Ryan in reality since. So Julio Jones gets his big contract. Uh, You know, Calvin Ridley, I love that situation up there. Muhammad Sanu, they got the best one, two, three wide receivers in the game. Why are they one and one? And, and folks, I'm going to just tell you straight out, there's a reason why I don't like the Atlanta Falcons. And it really doesn't have to do with the talent. Is the Atlanta Falcons like Dirk Cotter walk away, even though he went for a head coaching gig, and they brought him back. And believe me, Dirk Cotter is definitely not anybody to write home about. In fact, he's part of the problem a lot of the times when you're talking about his teams when he's coaching. And 
Dirk Cotter is not the answer for the Atlanta Falcons. Never happened. It obviously didn't happen. So, you know, so when I look at Indianapolis, I, I believe me, I don't think the quarterback is anything to, that has anything to do with anything. Brissett is not necessarily that guy. Sebastian, good to see you, my friend. But I'm not falling for this Brissett thing. Everybody fall in love with him. You go ahead. I've watched him in the starting position, and the guy doesn't have it, and I'm not falling for it. But they get the Atlanta Falcons on the other side, who can't seem to, with a 1-2-3 on the offense, get points up on the board. So you can say whatever you want, but it, what has to happen is you're going to have to stop the 1-2-3. Every once in a while, even though Dirk Cotter is the Colt, or is the is the uh, offensive coordinator for this football team. Sometimes they get the win. And the Colts right now, when you look at them, you can sit there and, and you can lo- love on them only for so long. I, I don't, And I don't know. Their defense for the Indianapolis Colts, much better. But I trust Julio. I do. I, I think Julio Jones... And Julio Jones needs to just go in there and take command of that huddle, more so than Matt Ryan. Because Matt Ryan hasn't been able to do it. Sanu, Ridley, come on. Not only that, Hooper, if you want to add that on it, I like the wide receivers in this game. I don't trust the Colts to win this game. And I don't know if if my thinking is just crazy, but everybody is falling for this Indianapolis hype. But I've seen what has happened here, all right? I've seen Jacoby Brissett play enough to where I don't trust it. And should you? I don't know. But when you look at it, just to let you know about rushing, Indianapolis and Minnesota are tied for the second this season in rushing yards. Marlon Mack ranks number three amongst all runners, and Indianapolis 370 yards are the highest franchise for two games to start a season since 1971. Does that that mean anything? I don't think so. But how about the Indianapolis defense ranks 32nd in passing offense? So I don't know. How's this going to go? Can can the Falcons go out and, and prove that they're a football team and be able to do what they got to do to get a foot, to get a victory? I don't know. Besides the one, two, three that they have at the wide receivers, they got uh, Freeman at the running back position. You know, and, and we can say whatever you want. Only forty-one yards and no longer run than nine yards and. That, you know, when you're talking play action and you're not going to be able to fool anybody because you're not getting any production, that's a problem too. I, I just, But I don't trust Indianapolis more than anything at the quarterback position and or I'm not falling for the defense being – now, the defense has gotten better, and I'm all, I'm all on that. But at the same time, they, they, they've got a lot of work to do. 
to put it together. And if they're not going to get enough offensive production, and that's where my decision to go, I cannot believe I'm doing this. I'm going to go Atlanta today because I think there'll be more opportunities for them to score being the Falcons. And not because they'll score all the time. They'll score just enough. This game is a three a three point dog anyway for for uh the the Atlanta Falcons. They get the three. So I think I'm I, I think I'm gonna put it together. I think I'm gonna roll with the Atlanta Falcons, even though it is Dirk Cotter at the offensive coordinator, but I think any good football team that's got enough talent can beat this team in the in Indianapolis Colts. I don't trust them. Then you got then you have Brissett, which by the way is a turnover monster. So, and I, and I don't think I'm wrong about that. I, and if I am, if he's not a turnover monster, I think it'll happen today. I just think that there's going to be a lot of things happening. I'm almost sure he turns the ball over a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm 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 going to take the stretch on this one. I'm going to go Atlanta. So did Tarvin, by the way. And or I, actually, Tarvin went Indianapolis. Tarvin went San Diego, and he also went Tampa Bay and Carolina. I went Arizona, New York, and Houston, and uh, all against Tarvin's picks. Good to see you, Greg. Haven't seen you in a while. Hope things good. So that's where we are. We're at the top of the hour here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take our final break of the day. And when we come back, it, we will jam through the last hour. Hopefully, we'll get Cuervo in here. He has an answer, which tells me that he might be doing something militarily to where he can't answer. And if that be the case, I'll finish up the show. We'll ride this three-hour train Let with Buffalo you. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24 gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. 
We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dickies Rowlett. For lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot-stomping, great-tasting barbecue, come see us at Dickie's Barbecue today. The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. a lot um he is a uh a military man he's part of the marines and sometimes he does not show up uh because of his situation in his job so hopefully we'll get Cuervo for a little bit we can roll through and get his picks 
We've got four more games to cover here on the Couch Potato Sports Show before we're out of here um, as far as the games are concerned. Again, don't forget about this Wednesday. Wednesday, 2 o'clock is the pregame show for the Rowlett Eagles as their game is a Thursday night game as they're taking on the North Garland Raiders over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. You'll hear our coverage here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Now, we've got four games that we got to cover here for the rest of the games, and I think these might be the four best, not as far as quality is concerned, but I think we're going to get some good games of the four that we haven't covered here. So that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. Okay, we're going to jump into those. And by the way, just to let everybody know, okay, if Cuervo is not in there, we will try and find a way to get his pick. Um, uh, to us, and we'll keep track of his because uh, he's the guy that I, I I fight the battle with each and every week as far as who's going to do what and if they'll win or not. So good to see you there, Ayola. Six. So I'll be watching football though on Sunday. We'll be doing our show on Sunday from Arizona on that day. That's the week the Rowlett Eagles play on Friday. I'm on the plane Saturday. Day, heading on down to Arizona. Now, getting into a game, I think we're going to see a real good game here, and not not because I, you know, I also know Drew Brees is injured. I get it, guys. I, but I said it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go back in my list since I do have it. Move that cup out of the way, um, because I thought in this division of football, and I'm talking about the NFC West. That we would have seen, let's see here, that's right here, NFC West. I had Seattle winning this division, according to my predictions right here in, in black and white. I had Seattle winning this division. And what a time for Seattle not to get through breaks. Right? What a time. Because when you think Seattle you think a lot of things, but they're two and up. The Saints one and one, but they don't have their guy. And, and really, when you looked at this game, I don't know even, I'm going to say it, I don't know if they would have got the victory even if they had Drew Brees this week. I don't know if I would have been able to go on the Drew Brees. Drew Brees. In fact, He's probably, besides Tom Brady, my favorite quarterback, because he does it with such class. But you want to talk about a football team that might could be out of sorts this week? you got to look at what's going to happen. Now, this is the opportunity for my boy Teddy Bridgewater to get up there and make a name for himself and maybe get a job someplace else with a football team that might need a quarterback next year. This is his opportunity. Now, granted, you take a few years back, look at what Teddy Bridgewater did for the Minnesota Vikings, slowly getting them to where they were before he was injured, because the Minnesota Vikings, man, before Teddy Bridgewater was injured, people were talking Super Bowl bound, and I was too. And since that injury, everybody's talking that Teddy Bridgewater can't play. Now, granted, he has not been anything to write home to mama about. But he was on his way, so he gets the opportunity to shine. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Teddy Bridgewater can figure out how to get the Saints into the playoffs, 
while Drew Brees is down, if he can figure out how to win some games, he's going to get a race. He's going to be a starter for a mediocre football team next year. But here's the thing that I look at as far as the Saints are concerned. Sean Payton, depending on what happens here in Dallas, okay, Sean Payton is set to take the head coaching job for the Dallas Cowboys. He's the next head coach when they make the move. And I don't think, because the Saints are not going to be Super Bowl bound, I think, at any time without a Drew Brees. So next year, will Drew Brees be back? I don't know. I've heard rumblings that this would be the last year for him. So nearly every game, nearly every snap, it's almost been Drew Brees at the quarterback position for the Saints since he went over there. Now, an undetermined amount of time for the surgery repair to an injured ligament in his throwing thumb, his right thumb, now – Sean Payton is going to have to figure out how to do it with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, he is a, and this is his job right now. His job is not to be a starting quarterback. He has the opportunity. I, I, Indianapolis, I think, really should have went after Teddy Bridgewater. I'm on record. I think they should have. But they didn't. So now with no Drew Brees, that means that Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to depend upon quite possibly one of the best wide receivers in the game. They got a tight end that's a badass, and you couldn't really ask for anything better. You got a great, you got a good running game. So, but you can change all of that, and I am not. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on one second because. I have a person that is in, I got to find this. Where is it at? There it is, the good old boy button right there. The good old boy himself. Just a good old boy. Brian Tarvin on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Good evening, my friend. How are you? Good, good, good. good. Hey, man. Good afternoon. What do you think about this? Yeah, it's moving into the afternoon. What do you think about this Drew Brees, Drew Brees injury? Um, I'm on Seattle. Uh, you're on Seattle. But here's the thing. Even if even if they had Drew Brees, I might have been on Seattle, which, by the way, I'm the one that picked them to win the uh, NFC West over the Rams. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, um, you did. But, having, but so what do you think about them? I think this is a very devastating injury to this team. Uh, plus, he he just made the thing about Breeze. He's a great thrower. His numbers started dipping over the last couple of years a little bit, but he he keep he gives Alvin Kamara and those guys chances to be great. Now, I mean Bridgewater, you got to throw him away. Uh, what's the backup quarterback's name? The other one that they put in, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. They need to put him in. Me either. You know, he's the wide guy that they'll line him up as receiver. Um, Oh, yeah, Hill, he's a running quarterback. Yeah, they need to Hill. go with him because Bridgewater, if he was any good, he'd be playing in the NFL right now. Like, he would um, be a starter yeah, anyway. I, I, I'm going to interrupt you because I'm going to tell you right now, you know, yes and no on what you said. There's some truth to what you said, but the the say that Teddy Bridgewater is not a good quarterback. Blasphemy! The blasphemy! It's blasphemy because he was taking that Minnesota Viking team before he got hurt 
into quite possibly the Super Bowl. There was Viking talk about Super Bowl yeah, before what he went he down with that devastating injury. Yeah, but, but he did. Devastating injuries, correct. But now you got to look at today. I mean, here's the deal. We know the Saints offense is kind of a – you can plug someone in there. Is he the right one to plug in there for that offense? He can't run the football, Sonny. And I know Drew Brees can't either. But he doesn't have to. He uses a short passing yeah. game as a running game. That's what worries me about the Saints. If you put in Bridgewater, you're looking at you're probably a seven and nine football team at best. At best. Why not put Hill in there and see if you can make the playoffs? It's not tank and get a draft pick for your quarterback next year. Think about it. If you're the Saints, why not tank? If you can't win, tank. Get Tua. There's somebody else. There's a lot of quarterbacks coming up, but right now is a chance for you the Saints. You either use Hill, try to win this weak division, or you tank it and you, you get a great first-round pick and tell Drew Brees, thanks, but no thanks. But I think it's going right to be out But right now, they don't need the tank, though. Think. They don't need the tank right now, though, do you think? I mean, we're so talking the he, third game of the year. If he doesn't come back. I just don't think he can come back and be – is effective as maybe I'm wrong, but I'm saying you're in a weak division where Carolina hands out. You got Tampa Bay. They're always a disaster. The Falcons are 500 football teams. So you can still win the division, but is that, is that what you really want to do? Go nine and seven, win your division, get kicked out of the playoffs, or do you want to tank and get a great draft pick? There's nothing worse than being eight and eight, nine and seven, because you know you're going to get beat in the playoffs, and now you're going to get screwed in the draft and be halfway down before you pick. So if you're the Saints, tank this year. Get a quarterback. Get two in New Orleans. Put him in that dome. My gosh, I mean, you got a chance right now to do it because the problem is six other teams are going to tank too, Sonny. So you got to, you just got to get a good draft pick here. I think Breeze is old enough. The injury doesn't concern me as much as his age anyway. It's time to change. Right. But he'll he'll give you your best option to go into Seattle and win, not Bridgewater. He looked lost last week against the Rams. I mean, he looked lost. Yeah, I I agree. He He did look lost. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna write. Hey, Indianapolis should have grabbed up Teddy Bridgewater. I'm telling you right now, that was the mistake. Um, that Bridges is better. Jacoby Jacoby Bridges is better than Bridgewater. Now I, I I I'm not I'm not going to go there yet. I'm not going to go there yet. I want to see more from Brissett because now this guy didn't just automatically learn how to play the quarterback position. And the more times he keeps playing Tarvin, the more film will be there. Give me the defensive coordinator on a Brissett more so than Teddy Bridgewater, who has the experience. Now, granted, we haven't seen Teddy Bridgewater playing the game that with any type of you know yeah. you know pressure or anything since 2015. I get it, but at the same time, I'd much rather go with a guy that has real NFL experience on a real football team than a percent right now. But that also being said, when you think about how good Russell Wilson was in this game to start this season, the last time that they were this good and went 2-0, they went to the Super Bowl. And I'm telling you right now, he is completing 78% of his passes. He's got five touchdowns. And the key number here is zero interceptions. And I'm going to tell you right now, you, if you sleep on the Seattle Seahawks this year, you might. You just might get your ass beat in, in the well, final minute of a football game. 
funny. I was wrong about Russell Wilson, and and you know, I thought he was a good college quarterback and all. And and you know me, I'll I'll admit when I'm wrong about something. And Russell Wilson, I just never thought he would take that next step um, and yep. lead a team. But this guy is one of the most dependable quarterbacks in the NFL. If you're down, he can bring you back. If you're up, he's smart enough to make the plays, to move the chains, to to get the game over with. Very impressed with Seattle. If you're going to beat them, you beat them early in the season, they're just not losing right now. And uh, right. So now they get to host the Saints. I think if, if Breeze was healthy, this would be about a maybe Seattle by two. Um, I think the spread's about six and a half. I don't think they'll mm-hmm. cover it, Sonny. I think the Saints are going to come in and possibly get the win. I picked Seattle, but don't be surprised if the Saints rally and, and actually beat Seattle. Like I said, Seattle's not the same home field advantage in September as it is in late October, November. I agree. So I agree. But you're you're on Seattle according to your picks. Yeah. You're gonna stay on that, or do you want to change it? Yeah, no, I'm I'm on Seattle, but I think it's gonna be close, and I think the Saints could actually get this W right here. But it's not gonna be Bridgewater as the quarterback. It's gotta be Hill, and I'm not I'm not sure why they didn't put Hill in last week when he went out. So they've been talking about him calling Kaepernick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, exactly. Well, that being said, they've been talking about that in the media. Why isn't Hill starting? Uh, could he be? He's a great utility player. But here's the thing: I think the fact that they keep him in the wide receiving position can help them in reality more so than him at the quarterback position yeah. because there's yet a guy they can throw the football and that being Teddy Bridgewater getting them the ball as well. So he's like that utility player in baseball. Yeah, but you got to have a running threat out of him at the quarterback position. Breeze wasn't a running threat, but he didn't have to be. I think for the Saints to escape and, and make it until Drew Breeze gets back, if they want to be in any kind of playoff contention, they're going to have to mix it up a little bit. They're going to have to run the football more from the quarterback position, which will open up the downfield passing game. It will open up Alvin Kamara, some of these other running backs. If they want a chance to win, they're going to have to do this. You put Bridgewater up today, yeah, they're going to lose. You put Hill in, yeah. there's a chance. But Seattle doesn't have really any film on him. You don't have much film on Hill. Give him a chance. And yeah. I think that's why the Saints put Bridgewater in that game the other day, um, just because he's a quarterback. He's been there before. And I think they're going to surprise people with Hill today. Is Bridgewater starting? Have they already said that? that well, here's the thing. I haven't read anything that they said. It's assumed that it's going to be there. It has not been a lot of talk as well. So you may be right. It might be just a game-time decision on how, you know, Sean Payton feels when it's going into that game. He feels, you know, the he feels what's going to be happening up in Seattle. You're right. I don't think Seattle has the same home field advantage that they used to, but I'm going to say it. I think they're a better team without the league of bungholes on this football team. I've always said it, and they've proven it as well. But here's the thing in this game to keep an eye out there, uh, uh, Tarvin. The Saints' uh, pass rush has produced nine sacks through two games, including three by a reserve defensive player, Trey Hendrickson, right now. And I will tell you right now, 
that is huge. He's only in his third year. He had two sacks as a rookie, none uh, and none last year, um, and he was a healthy scratch. Now this guy's coming up. He's becoming a guy that you've got to worry about getting in the backfield. But at the same time, when you look at all of this stuff, as far as who's going to do what, Seattle knows what's going to be coming to them. They've seen the first two weeks of this season. They know that there's nine sacks heading this way, and I think they're going to be able to try to figure out what they got to do to stop getting to Russell Wilson. But the key thing of what you said about Hill and his mobility, you've got maybe one of the best in the game right now being a mobile quarterback with Russell Wilson. Yeah, but that offensive line is not very good, so he is mobile. And but the Saints can put some pressure on you. They're sneaky good when it comes to putting pressure on people. Yes. And um, it's going to be a good game to watch. Have you guys already covered the Chiefs and the Ravens? Uh, yes, we did. That was an earlier game. So you're on. Uh, you're on Kansas City, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I can I make one thing about that game real quick that I missed. Sure. Um, I think sure. Lamar Jackson fooled gold. I think, you know, you look at who they played, you go back and look, there's some trash that they played. And um, he's not going to be able to do that against any team other than the teams he's played, really. They beat the Dolphins, whoop-de-doo, and you beat Arizona in Murray's first start. So, I'm just telling you, I think the Chiefs today are only a five-point favorite at home. That's a gift. The NFL giving you a gift today. Vegas is. Uh, Mahomes could tear this defense apart, but here's the deal: Kansas City is not going to allow him to run the football. So, no, just watch and see this no. game. They're, Kansas City is going to blow them out. Well, and here's the thing with Lamar Jackson: it's Sunday, okay? So we got to keep it holy. He's going to have to come to Jesus moment this week because uh, that 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 it's going to he's going to now. It is Kansas City. They're just a better football team. Um, but I agree with you as far as the fool's gold is concerned, um, as far as Lamar Jackson is concerned. That having been said, I'm on Seattle. So is uh, Tarvin. Uh, hopefully we'll get Cuervo's picks. He might be on mission with uh, what he's doing in the military. But that takes us to the next game, and that also brings in Brian Area code 609, isn't this Bryce? Hey, Cuck, you got Jersey here. How you doing? I, who is this? Yeah, Jersey. Who is this? Oh, it's Jersey in the house. Okay. It was either Bryce or Jersey. You guys got the same same area code. What's going on, okay. my man? Hey, good question, brother. Um, PPR league. Do I put in my flex, do I use Curtis Samuels uh, of Carolina with a different quarterback? Or do I go with Peyton Barber at home uh, going against the Giants? Which one do you like for flex? Well, I Peyton picked Barber. the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I was going that. I picked the Giants to win this game. But in, in this instance, I think I go Barber as well. Because you don't know what you're going to get at the quarterback position in Carolina this week. You might have a good idea next week after you see what happens this week. But it, it's so up in the air. I think I'm, I'm right there with Tarvin. Okay. All right, that's what I'll do then. I'll, I'll put it. It's close. One thing says who. He'll, he'll get you. He'll get you twelve, fifteen points this week, Barbara. Yeah. If that, that's good enough for you, put him in. Yep, and it's a, yep, and it's a PPR link. So. 
And uh, and the thing I, I was going to tell you about the Kyle Allen, whatever, uh, Greg Olson is going to be your biggest benefactor there, beneficiary. Of, uh, he's going to go find his most stable tight end, Greg Olson. Yep. So if you have him yeah. as an opportunity, I would grab him. And that's what I was wondering because, like I said, my receivers, I have Gordon. Now that Antonio's gone, I got John Brown, and I go Keenan Allen with with Howard with uh, Dijon, you know, uh, Watson, my quarterback. So my flex was, you know, basically do I use, you know, Barber? I'm not going to play Keith Johnson. And then my other option would have been Washington, but I want to see what he does at Pittsburgh since he has a relationship with that quarterback when they were in Oklahoma State. But it's too to play Washington. So I figured between Barber and Samuelson. All right. I'll, uh, I'll I'll put I'll put Barbara back in again. All right, I appreciate it, guys. You have a good weekend. Thanks All right, for Jersey in the house. Thanks, Cal. Take care. Yep. Good luck this week in your fantasy league, and we'll check in next week if you check in. So that's uh, Jersey now. Let's get back to one of the game that we're talking about. Pittsburgh is going to San Francisco this week. This is an interesting game as well. I, the reason why I thought that was actually Bryce. Um, to talk about Pittsburgh, you know, they go to San Francisco and, you know, it, Pittsburgh obviously in a lot of trouble at the quarterback position there, starting without their quarterback. So what do you think about Pittsburgh? You know, obviously they got the young cat at the quarterback position for them this week. What do you think their chances are as they go to San Francisco? Uh, San Francisco got a real good victory last week. Yeah, San Francisco, you're starting to see what Garoppolo was before he got injured, you know, what San Francisco wanted to see. You expected them to be 2-0. and They played some good football. Yep. They're able to run it. I think Pittsburgh is just bad right now. They don't have any identity of who they are. They can't run the ball well. They can't throw it. The defense is not that good. Um, the only reason this line is not seven and a half or higher is because it's Pittsburgh, and people still bet on Pittsburgh regardless. Right. I think that's a long trip out west. I like the way San Fran's playing right now, and they can't afford to lose at home to anyone right now with Seattle and the Rams in that division, right? So they need to right. they need to pick up these wins that they're supposed to get. I think today's a, kind of a win they should get. I think it's almost a must win for San Francisco right now. You can't lose this game. Yeah. So I I like San Fran, buddy. I agree and and I think you're right. And it's not the fact that they, you know, go two and one there'll be a problem. It's the fact of where they are going to be leading themselves in the future and if you can't beat a Pittsburgh Steelers team without their number 1 quarterback you might it might show a lot of kinks in the armor in reality when you think about who the 49ers are. Now, now we get the luck of this, okay? Former Rowlett Eagles right here in my local area, Marquise Goodwin having a good year since he and he's had a good career since he went to San Francisco since they're utilizing him a little bit more. That's always good just to keep it here with my locals. But you know, you're seeing like you said, the uh Jimmy Garoppolo, if he gets more time up underneath his belt at the quarterback position so he can make good decisions to help his football team win football games. That's what we saw last week because I was not on the forty ers last week. And boy, oh boy, was I <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. I was wrong about San Francisco and Cincinnati. Um, so yeah. I, I wish, I wish I could have been right about that. But, but at the same time, you know, story franchises I think will go through spurts of being really bad. 
okay? And San Francisco has gone there. They have made their moves to get that, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo picking up that um, uh, the guy in the draft, um, his brother plays for the Chargers. Can't remember his name off the top of my head, uh, but he's a badass too. Um, and so they're doing the right things as a franchise and getting the quality players and getting the best out of their average guys to take that step up. And Marquise Goodwin is a, is a prime example of that as well. They're getting more production from a guy like him. But And then you get you know Rudolph, who's going to walk in there at the quarterback position for Pittsburgh, and I just don't think they're going to be ready for it in reality. It doesn't mean that Rudolph is a bad quarterback. It means that he's walking in and he's trying to replace a legend. And we've seen that, and I'll just go to Denver. You know, John Elway, you know, ever since John Elway retired, they haven't had a quarterback worth a nickel since. And if that be the case here as far as what you might be able to see as far as the future is concerned for Pittsburgh, it might be a little bit rough for a little while. So you might see a couple of years where Pittsburgh is not going to be the heavy favorite in the AFC North again. Yeah, so give me just one second, buddy. You got it. Yeah, no problem. So that that's where we're at. So in, in this one, you got to take a look at some things. We're going to roll through some of the things that I saw in this. As far as the, the 49ers right now, they've got an injury situation with their left tackle. Joe uh, uh, Stately is out at least six weeks with a broken leg. That is not good. Six-round rookie right. Justin Skull is going to get the first start of his uh, career, so that will be interesting. So we'll find out. We'll find out how that's going to work. Um, now, on the other side, Pittsburgh expects – Pittsburgh is going to start Fitzpatrick that they got from Miami uh, on the bail job that's happening down there. So he's expected to get the start as well. I think that helps them defensively, but I don't know if they got enough on the offensive side of the ball to get the job done against the Niners as they had a big day on the ground last week, 259 yards on the ground um, last week. So, uh, and, you know, they had running back by committee, but they got the yard, so it doesn't matter. Um, as long as it keeps coming that way, it's going to be good for them. Um, Dante Moncrief could be out of a starting job just two games while Pittsburgh's going. He's got a lot of drops out there. So that's some of the things. And then you get the quarterback who isn't the regular quarterback. It just I think it smells disaster, unfortunately, for Pittsburgh. And I'm on I'm on the 49ers as well this week there, uh, Tarvin. So, and Tarvin may be in and out. Uh, so, uh, that being said, you know, th- this one should be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to this one. I think we'll see a lot of it on TV as well um, as far as that's concerned. So, that's going to take us to Sunday night football. And, by the way, this actually ticks me off. Sunday night football, are we, are we serious? The, the NFL is drinking the Cleveland Brown Kool-Aid, I mean, and they are getting punch drunk off it. I cannot believe it. Two times Cleveland has been in prime time, and they are over two out on the season. And you can say whatever you want. Um, Sunday night football, I don't think the Cleveland Browns should be hosting the Rams. On Sunday, you want to talk about getting skull drug? This is what's going to happen because you say whatever you want about the Rams, okay? Now, whether or not you think they're a good football team or not, they're still two and up, 
okay? And this is the type of game that a good football team will go ahead and just expose what the Cleveland Browns are. A bunch of hype, and those who pick, <laughs> and experts picking that they're going to make the AFC Championship game, you know, got so punch struck off the love of Odell Beckham Jr. And, yeah. and, and the, the thought of their uh, nice little rook quarterback getting a guy. Well, they still need time to develop that chemistry. I'm not saying the Cleveland Browns won't be good next year. Hell, I'm not even going to say they won't even have a good end of the year until they figure it all out. But the first five games of the season with these guys, on paper they look great, but in the, uh, in the, on the paper that matters the most right now, they're 1-1, one and, one, and they can very easily be 0-2. Oh How do you lose by 30, Sonny? The first game of the year at home, you lose by 30 to the Titans, and they're trash. On Monday I mean, the NFL, night football. The NFL will humble you, and I think Baker came out like a lot of rookies do. They had some success, you know. I mean, of course he had success as a rookie, but the second year, these defensive coordinators will learn to shut you down unless you change your game. But I think they, they have a little extra motivation because they're tired of hearing this guy run his mouth and talk bad right. about other people, acting like he's some god. I cannot stand the Cleveland Browns now. I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield is a punk, and I don't care what anybody <laughs> says, Odell Beckham's a punk. The only good person on that team that's a good person, I think, is Nick Chubb. I think he's a good kid. But the yeah. rest of them are all punks. I like Landry, too. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying Baker Mayfield is not a leader. And nobody's going to follow that little Ewok-looking thing anywhere. So, I, I, I can't stand it. As you well, know. It, it, it's going to be interesting. Like, Aaron Donald is, is, is foaming at the mouth to get to Baker Mayfield, I think. Aaron Donald, I think, is just going to have a huge game. He's going to be all over Baker Mayfield. And you want to talk about getting skull drugs? I think that's what's going to happen here. I, I mean, I, I stole that term because I love it. It makes me laugh. But I, I, I don't see the Rams losing by by this game, and I see them winning by at least two touchdowns, if not three. They're the Rams are a complete team, Sonny. They they're a complete yeah. football team. They'll get better as the year goes on too. Um, they're still trying to find their rhythm. But if Cleveland thinks that they're going to put that offensive line on TV tonight and it they're going to beat the Rams, they're insane. Because, like you said, Donald went out early last week in that Saints game, some upper body contusion. He's itching to get back tonight. And you know what these players, these superstars love some prime time. And uh, I think the Rams are going to make a statement tonight that says, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. If anybody wants to stop us, good luck. I think tonight's a statement game by the Rams. And here's the thing. Aaron Donald has no sacks and only two tackles on the season so far. This guy's getting doubled so much that that he can't even get to it. But they can double him all day long here as far as Cleveland is concerned. Aaron Donald will be all over the football field. Triple team might not even stop him because I think he knows what this game is. This is a game where he can get back going on it. But here's the thing now. And, and this is going to be the problem. They can double them all day long, but Mayfield has been holding the ball forever. And I'm going to tell you right now, you hold it one second too long, Aaron Donald's going to be in your face, and it's going to be all over. And, and here's another thing. Um, now, 
You can sit there and talk about how good the, the defense with, is with Cleveland. I think it's decent. And, and, but here's the thing. The Rams may have a young offensive line, but they know what they got to protect. And I think that's a difference when you think about it. When you think about a young offensive line and, and they're just, you know, protecting a mediocre quarterback, I don't think they have it in them all the time. That having been said, that I, when you got you know, the guy they got back there, they're ready to block for him. You know, so and that's huge, I think. Yeah, yeah he's a franchise quarterback. They know he's not mobile. They know they got to protect him because they want to keep their job. So they're going to do it. Baker can get out of trouble with his legs sometimes, which I think the match going to be his problem. He's going to get skull drugs, like you said, up and down the field. And I, I can't wait to see it. But Miles Garrett, though, is a stud on Cleveland's defense. But he's one man. Absolutely. You know, I like that. And they're missing some secondary people. I think they're banged up in the secondary Cleveland is. That's not the right place to be banged up when you're trying to stop a Rams team. That can throw the ball vertical like they can. Um, yep. I don't know, man. I, was, I mean, the Rams are only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a gift from Vegas to everybody Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. It doesn't have their head up Baker Mayfield's butt right now. So, yep. trust me, take the three-and-a-half and go to the bank tomorrow and thank me later. Absolutely. Oh, guess what? Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> you asked no. better call somebody. to get Cuervo's picks here on a Sunday morning. Good morning, my friend. Welcome to the show. You, you know, fashionably late. Good morning, Do you morning, on this morning? It's, um, well, just say it's, it was an eventful night for me, and uh, <laughs> I apologize for not waking up in time. But, Party. uh... I watched your balls play yesterday, and you have every right to have a crazy night, okay? Yeah, uh, you, you probably got punch drunk last night, too. I sulked so bad in my sorrows about how terrible <laughs> that's okay. I looked. Yeah. But nice that's shit o- for all That's okay, man. buddy. I that. All I'm happy, really man. I'm happy with them, and they're going to get better. I'm happy to see that defense, man been a great and, – and I know this is off the subject of the NFL, Sonny, but did y'all – you guys watch UCLA and uh, Washington State last night? UCLA down 32 late in the third quarter, came back and won like 67-63. Yeah. Yes. Jeez. Oh, my God. Wow. Sorry, I just don't want to hide that Man, show, Vegas but you was were on getting fire drunk there. They night. were worried about that one for a while, you know. But – Tennessee, you know, oh, Michigan. Terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. Yeah, Michigan uh, didn't look too good either. Oh, God, they're yeah, Michigan got skull drugs. If you want to talk about skull drugs, Sonny, Michigan, they got skull drugs. Oh, yeah. I said it anyway. I think they should have got rid of him, but it is. All right, so now we're going to go into quick one-liners one or maybe two-liners for Cuervo so we can finish up with the last game, which would be Monday Night Football Chicago Bears. So let's go to Cuervo. Baltimore, Kansas City, my man, who you got? I like the Chiefs, guys. Um, you know, I just Ooh. I just think that uh, they're they're, you know, going to continue to do what they're doing. I'm really surprised that they're playing as well as they are with even with Tyreek Hill out. So, yep. I like Kansas City. Cincinnati. I like Kansas City. Cincinnati at Buffalo. 
Oh, boy. Um, I guess I go with Buffalo just because they're just playing better. I mean, but it's really yep. by default. They're well yep, I think, and, uh, yep, that too. <laughs> uh, D- Denver at Green Bay. Please win, Denver. Please. Please. Don't do it, Cuervo. Don't do it. He's not doing it. He's begging for him to lose, but he's not going to pick against Green Bay and Green Bay no, at not, home. Or I are won't. you? No, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking the Packers. Yes, I know. I know. It hurts. I, I get it. And my, my upset of the week, the Detroit Lions at Philadelphia. I'm on Detroit. Tarvin is on Philly. Uh, I'm going to go with Tarvin and take the Eagles on that game. They're missing the number one, number two wide receivers, in case you didn't know. Oh, I knew. Uh, Darius Slay's going to commit a lot of penalties. He's just that guy. Got it. And Dallas and Miami, I think this one's easy as well for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dolphins all the way. Yeah, there you okay, go. Okay, no, I'm, I'm and... kidding. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely kidding. Dallas is going to skull drug them. Yep. And Gillette Stadium, the Jets go in and meet New England. Uh, the Jets will cover, but New England wins the game. Ah, they, they're going to get skull the drugs. They're not covering. Right. Raiders oh. in Minnesota. This one was <laughs> a tough one. Uh, for me, you know, I think I'm going to go. With wait, it's in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. I'll take the Minnesota easy, baby. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings. And I I don't know if this is an I don't know if this is an upset. Carolina is in Arizona. I'm picking Arizona. Uh, Cuervo or Tarvin is on uh, Carolina. Who do you got in this one? This is a tough one, guys. Um, It is Cam. Cam not playing that really, that really hurts the Panthers. That helps man, like, That helps the Panthers because he can't even uh, throw his shoulder. Yeah, but I, I mean, think Carolina's uh, defense is going to get him. Who's going to start for them? Is it going to be the kid from West Virginia? I forget his name. No, now. Kyle Allen. It should be Kyle should Allen. Be the, the guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Uh, I just think that. Uh, the offense isn't going to look as good without Cam. That looked terrible. Got with it. Him. I, don't, I don't think it could get any worse. Oh, well, you'll see today. <laughs> yeah, we will. And another upset I picked the New York Giants over Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Wow. You have that much confidence in Jan- Daniel Jones? I don't. Nope. I, I like got I got confidence he's, in he's the got, got got confidence in the the support <laughs> staff. I got in oh, support man. staff. He's got the Daniel Jones poster. He's got a poster in his already. bathroom and bedroom. <laughs> nope, nope, uh, nope, nope. Daniel Jones is going to throw five interceptions today. <laughs> and they still I had win. Six. I had six. And, and, they're, and they're still going to win the game. It's amazing. So, if you ever want to break Tampa in a quarterback, Bay. do it against Tampa Bay's sorry team. So, that's a good <laughs> – right. 
All right, who are you on, Cuervo? Uh, I'm going Tampa. Taking Tampa. Okay. All right, here's another one I think might be crazy. I'm on Houston in San Diego. Well, not San Diego, but uh, the Chargers. I'm going with the Houston Texans, guys. And a side note, I am actually in L.A. and will be attending that game today. So look out for me. On All right. Where are you sitting? Is that a morning game? <laughs> no, it's an afternoon no. game. Um, I'm sitting on the Texan side. I'm going with some uh, some uh, buddies of mine who are Houston natives. So I'm going to be a Texan ah. fan for today. Got it. Oh, I think they're going to win. I, you know, New, New Orleans and Seattle. I'm actually going to go with the Seahawks. Um, yep. Just you know, with with. The combination of Drew Brees being out and Seattle at home, uh, I like Russell Wilson to get the job done, and I like the Seahawks to beat uh, the Saints. So that's Pittsburgh that's my on pick. the road to take on San Fran. 49ers. Uh, Mason Rudolph's going to struggle. Uh, I give him a week or two before he gets in a good rhythm with that offense. So I'm going to go Niners, and, and they're playing well. The Niners are playing very well right now. So give me Jim. All right, I'll take Jimmy G. And Atlanta at Indianapolis. Hmm. That's a tough mm. one. You know, mm. nice nice win for the uh, Falcons last week against, against the Eagles. Um, I think that momentum carries over, and i like them to win today against the Colts. I do, too. And then Rams at Cleveland, and then we'll get to Monday Night Football. Rams, we told people don't buy the hype of the Cleveland Browns. I know they won last week and looked good and all that good stuff, but, you know, they play play an actual good football team uh, once again today in the Rams, and, well, we're going to see the real Cleveland Browns, so I'll take the Rams. That being said, that leads us to Monday night, and the Chicago Bears are on the road taking on Washington. Now, I'm on Chicago on this, but I'm on the line as well. I, I don't know what it is. I think the Bears are going to get the win, okay? They, I think they're going to win by the field goal. I think the number, if I'm not mistaken, is four in this one um, as, as far as the game is concerned. But are you worried about Chicago right now, Cuervo, as last week they 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 were lucky they got the uh, the uh, drill in the quarterback uh call or they wouldn't have won that game last week. That having been said, are you worried about the Bears and where they are right now as far as the team is concerned? Oh, I absolutely am, Sonny. And and obviously it's not the defense I'm worried about. It's it's the it's the uh you know, the lack of offense, the the no offense that we have. I mean to score sixteen points against the Broncos defense that has been struggling so far this year. Um, you know, it, it says a lot about this offense and that it's very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It just, it, there's just not a lot of creativity. There's not a lot of playmaking going on. It is just, it's just not, I don't know what it is. I mean, just, they're just not making big plays right now. And, and uh, you can say it's Mitch, but I think it's more about 
and the offensive line is a little a little bit of a problem, I would say. Um, but I also think that just you know his uh, it's just the uh, the creativity of the offense it's just not there, and it's very predictable right now. Yeah, and the Redskins defense ranked third worst on defense, and they're dealing with a lot of injuries as well. And then you got their quarterback. So yeah, as much as I want to pick the upset um, in this game, I just think that the Bears will do just enough. Um, and, And what I think you're I think you're maybe not focusing in on maybe because you don't want to worry about it. That offensive line for the Bears has got to step it up. Mitchell Trubinsky should be able to get time to throw the ball. And he hasn't been able to get that. Let's just be honest. So when you looked at this game, Washington allowing 569 yards in the second half to the loss of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dol- and the Cowboys – that means that in the second half of this game, depending on where it's at, if Mitch is behind and he can put it together in the second half, they should be able to win this game. It's all about four quarters. You can play three, but if you don't play the fourth, which is what Washington has done, they could very easily be 2-0, and but they did not play at four quarters. They are only, they're only a 75-cent team right now. And the most important quarter is where they're struggling at is in the fourth quarter. And that's what's going to end up happening on Monday night football as well. Yeah. If you're referring to the Redskins, um, I've, I've noticed that too, is just that they've, uh, they, who is it? They were, so they were beating the Eagles in week one. I remember that. Wasn't it yep. like 20 to nothing, Sonny? One to nothing. You were on that on the uh, on on the picks like that, taking the number, and and you won because of the the number was so big. But they got up twenty nothing really quick, and then let uh-huh. it go in the fourth quarter. Let it go in the fourth. Yeah. Exactly. So and then they did it again um, last week. Uh, who were they playing? Was it the who was it the Giants? Oh, I think I can't so. remember who the Skins are playing. Last, last but, week uh, the Giants. No, 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 it wasn't the Giants. I can't remember. But I think they had a lead again, um, and they let it go like you like you were saying. So, And I think that just comes down to coaching, really, if, if you want my honest right. opinion, which I know you always do. Uh, I think coaching is, is what the problem is there because you've got to drill it into your players' heads that you've got to finish. Yeah, they're okay. They're playing Dallas, so they were. Yeah, and they not, still drug them. Yeah, they were never in the lead in that game. So, yeah. Um, the point is, but, you know, they should be they should be one and one instead of zero oh and two, Sonny. But they're not. Yeah. Uh, simply because they decided to, like you said, I mean, be a seventy-five cent team. That's a good one. I never heard that one before. But um, <laughs> you know that that's. <laughs> I mean, but it's true though. It's true. Like, yeah, you got to finish the game. You have to finish. Yep. And that goes into mental and, and endurance. Here's the thing, you know. On the other side, on that, it, 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 if I had my choice, obviously I'm taking Mitchell Trubinsky over Case Keenum. It, it's just, just, we can sit there and talk all day long. Case Keenum barely won the starting job over uh, Colt McCoy, and Dwayne Haskins is right there. Um, so. If if I'm Washington right now, I don't trust Case Keenum right now, and I know you got a lot of money on him, 
Um, I, I know it's. A, I would love to see Dwayne Haskins get some time. I really would. But we're not going to see it. It's not dire straits yet, so we're not going to see him that way. Um, but maybe depending on where it is in this game, maybe we can see Haskins. I'd love to see it because I think Haskins can be just like Dak Prescott, okay, you know, filling in for Tony Romo after he gets hurt. The mentality of your football team can change in an instant when you got a guy that people can maybe rally behind. And Haskins, I think, could be that guy. But, you know, Washington is just lacking in other positions, even if Dwayne Haskins was the badass, they'd still have problems on uh, other positions on the football field. Yeah, and they do have, uh, you know, issues with other positions on the football field. I mean, they, you know, their running back situation is, is not the best. I mean, I know, uh, don't get me wrong, I love me some Adrian Peterson, but he's not the same guy he was 10 years ago, Sonny. So, yeah, uh, you're getting an older Adrian Peterson. Who's their number one receiver? Is it, is it I mean, <clears throat> so far it's been Vernon Davis, you could argue, the tight end. And we've always preached that when your tight end is your best receiver, that's a problem. So, um, it, it means you don't you know. have any in reality. So, yeah, you're right. You don't have that. You don't have a number one uh, wide receiver at all. And, and and with Case Keenum though, you know, if everybody believed who he really was, you know, in reality, uh, Cuervo, this guy would mm-hmm. be throwing the ball all over the football field, and he is just not. And that's the problem. And you know, say whatever you want about it. That whole situation as far as where the Redskins could be and where they should be goes directly to what's Mm -hmm. going on at the quarterback position. So, you know, whether or not it ends up happening, that is going to be huge. But, you know, here's your wide receivers, okay? Terry Quinn, Paul Richardson, and Terry McLaurin. Now, if you're not into football, you don't know who these people are. Zero. You only have a clue, and the second and their and their seconds don't get much better with Robert Davis, Kelvin Harmon, Stephen Sims. Okay, it, it doesn't right. get there. So you're tied in being Jordan Reed being the badass, and along with Vernon Davis as well. And by the way, Jeremy Sprinkle is not a bad is not a bad player either. So you have none. You have no wide receivers in reality. You got. A bunch of threes, and when you're depending on the tight end to be your number one wide receiver, it just kills you as a football team. Um, so it, it, it's one thing if you have the tight end being comparable to your number one, but when he is your solid number one, you know, Case Keenum, yeah, I'll blast this guy all day long, but if he actually had somebody really to throw the football to, we could be talking about the Washington Redskins being a better football player, a uh, better football team, but we're just not. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you're right. We're not because, you know, just the lack of offensive, I guess, talent that they have on that team. Like you said, Kerry Quinn or whatever his name is, I don't even know who he is. Um, when that's listed as your number one receiver, that's man, you got to get some, you got to get some more talent on that offense. So that that's that's kind of similar to what Chicago is going through right now. They just, I mean, Allen Robinson's a little bit more respected in the league, uh, and he's more well known than than Washington Washington's number one receiver. But what I would say is that uh, you know the production is pretty similar, which is 
yep. kind of low. So, yep, that's the difference. So I think your Bears are going to get the win on Monday night, you know, so that's a good thing for you. So, by the way, since you woke up, have you had some hair of the dog? Or are you going the coffee uh, route? Um, undecided, Sonny. I think I, I might get a little coffee. It is kind of warm out already. Um, but uh, the the uh, the plan is uh, doing that little thing called tailgating. So we shall ah, see what happens. A little hair of the dog gonna happen. That, see, hey, I, I got all respect for you now, man. You know, you need a little hair of the dog to get through the day. I get it. <laughs> that's right. So that's, that's right. Well, I'm glad you were able to get your picks in. That was the important thing. We'll get you next week on the show. We did it. Well, I did a lot of it. I rode the wave of a Sunday morning to get you to the kickoff of the NFL games that are happening right behind my left shoulder here, if you're watching right there. It's time for Red Zone. It is noon. It's week number three of the NFL. We'll see you on Wednesday at 2 o'clock for the uh, pre-game show of your Raleigh Eagles taking on the North Garland Raiders and then the game on Thursday and we're back here on Sunday for week four. For Quaver, for Tarvin and everybody involved, have a good one. We'll see you later. Hey, have fun at the game, my man. Oh, you know I will, son. Uh, you know I will. And, and like I said, watch out for me on the red zone. To be on the red zone, we got a big Texas flag going to be waving around. Okay. I'll be looking for Cuervo on a, on a Sunday afternoon. Check it out as he's going to be in San Diego and the Houston Texans game. Everybody have a good one. I'm Sonny Clark. Be smart. Working there. 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 Working there.